sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Walking around, it wasn't a big yeah. deal, but... All right, so Welcome part back. two with Jenk uh, in the house from the Young Turks. And last time we did this, it was a great conversation. A lot of people didn't know what direction it was going to go. We had a fantastic conversation. And uh, a lot of times you'll say, hey, we'd love to have you back. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like one of the things you're supposed to say. No, we wanted you back, and uh, we're, we're glad to have you here today. I know you got a couple announcements you want to be making. Uh, you said that on Twitter, so we'll see what that's all about. Oh, yeah. But how you doing? How you been? Uh, great. Uh, thanks for having me back. Uh, I loved the conversation last time, too. I'm looking forward to this. Very one. cool. And yeah. th this is the season, right? We're getting close to the playoffs, right? This this is like your world. Season's coming up. Yep. Uh, this is when, uh, you know, if you follow, like, the NBA, you know, Stephen A. Smith, inside the NBA, the closer it gets to the playoffs, you're going to see who's going to make it, who's going to do this. It gets intense. This is like season season for this show. Um, so did you, did you follow, uh, by the way, I got a video I want to show you. I think yep. you saw it already. Uh, we'll be releasing it here today. We showed one of the clips of it two weeks ago with Dave Smith. Uh, and it was a small segment of it where he talked about, uh, uh, you know, how, you know, weapons of not weapons, of, it was, you know, the, uh, uh, folks who want to make money off war. What do they call the the, the, the military, war, industrial military industrial complex? complex. He kind of yep. commented on that with Ukraine, Russia. Today, there's a video we'll show that has to do with you know Putin, what they want to do with Putin, what his interpretation of it was. Four-star general, and we'll show that to the public. Uh, Devin Archer yesterday, you know, showing up and doing what he did. And there's a bunch of people from both sides. One side is saying it's nothing. The other side saying it's, this is it. Everybody yeah. in that family's got to go to jail. The kids got to go to jail. The wife's <laughs> got to go to jail. We caught him. Everyone's got to go to jail. And then, uh, we got a couple stories here about, uh, uh, from, uh, uh, Daily Mail, uh, we'll talk about Elon Musk refutes the, the logo at the top that he put, the X with the lights, which obviously anybody that lives around that area, it's a very um, comforting way to go to sleep when you have that much light. It's like a tanning bed type of a model light. Uh, climate change obsession is a real mental disorder, according to Wall Street Journal. We're curious to know what you think about it. Bill Barr said he will jump off a bridge if Trump is a 2024 nominee. The only question everyone's got to ask is which bridge is it? Because it's looking like that's the direction <laughs> yeah. it's going. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then uh, DOJ forced uh, to clarify it does not want to jail Hunter, business partner. Then we got JFK's uh, director, Oliver Stone. He fears World War III could start. Biden suggests Republicans will impeach him because of inflation is down. Rand Paul announces official cr criminal referral. Fauci COVID is a lie. Chances of dissent is winning 2024 nominations fading. That's Daily Mail. I want to get your thoughts on him. Uh, we're having we're uh, paying people to hate America. Musk and Ramaswani had the conversation. I want to know what you think about Ramaswani and how RFK is doing. And then Zelensky's warns war is returning to Russia after Moscow drone attacks. And maybe a couple other things with Musk not wanting to give Starlink to Ukraine. And who knows? Maybe we may touch a couple uh, trans videos just to get a little <laughs> bit of a reaction. But every week. have you seen Oppenheimer yet? I have, yeah. What'd you think about it? I loved it. I thought it might be a top 20 movie of all time. Get out of here. Yeah, I loved it. Tell yeah. me why. Uh, it's riveting. Uh, it's action-packed. And it delivers an important message, too. I mean, look, I think the most important message actually comes at the beginning, uh, that we won the war because of diversity. 
the Nazis hated the Jews and they drove out all the Jews who, uh, and it turned out almost all the top physicists in the world at that time were mm-hmm. Jewish. Albert Einstein, hello. Yeah, yeah. Right. and Oppenheimer and yep. Niels Bohr, and it goes on and on. I don't forget if it was Bohr or Bohr's wife, uh, but most of the, the physicists at the time were Jewish, so they came to America. And so we developed a bomb and they didn't. If, if he wasn't so anti-Semitic, the Nazis might have won the war. And so thank God that, that they were ra- like racist in all the ironic ways, et cetera. It was obviously awful, led to awful results, but it shows you that America's vision is correct. All of you who believe in freedom and hope and democracy come here. We'll work together. We'll be diverse and we'll get to the right results. Right. I mean, they, the thing that they developed is, of course, fearsome. And, and not a great thing for the world overall, the fact that we have these nuclear weapons. But they were going to get developed no matter what. And thank God America did it before Russia or Germany. So I just thought it was an incredibly powerful movie. Do you think it was long or do you think it was like, did you ever feel like it was a little too long or did you were you okay with the three hours? No, I loved it. I you loved really? every minute of it. Okay. I, I didn't get bored at all. And by the way, it's just an amazing weekend for movies because I, I also saw Barbie and I also love Barbie. <laughs> okay, I haven't yeah. seen Barbie. I yeah. saw Mission Impossible. I went to watch Oppenheimer Friday night. An hour and 10 minutes into it, I fell asleep. Not because of the movie. I had a long day. My day started early. So I said, babe, let's go home. We went home. The next day, I took my son, 11-year-old, and my 9-year-old. My 9-year-old gave it a 2. My 11-year-old gave it a nine. Wow. Hiko was like, this was an amazing movie. For Oppenheimer, movie. Yeah, he loved it. locked in. Wow. I mean, listen, if you're somebody, especially with what's going on today, by the way, uh, there's a lot. Of, it's a very interesting timing with, with this movie coming out. One, with the conversation about unions. I, I want to kind of talk to you about unions a little bit because you know what's going on with UPS, the union, $30 yep. billion minimum wage you know, for full-time, you know, 49 bucks, et cetera, et cetera, and then part-time is $21. And then also what's going on with the union strike in Hollywood, SAG, all of that stuff. And then also the way movie ended. You know, mm-hmm. when they're looking at each other, it, it says, you realize what we invented, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and it's scary. It's scary, right? That clip that shows, like, what if the, you know, the nuclear bomb takes over the entire planet and, you know, something like that happens. Um, I walked out of the movie, this 85-year-old man is sitting in front of me. I'm saying 85, I didn't ask his age. I'm just assuming You're he's assuming. 85. Yeah, my dad's 81. He walked like... You're, My you're dad, dad plus four more years. Okay. Is how we got. Yeah. <laughs> and right afterwards, I said, excuse me, sir, so what do you think about the movie, you know, from your perspective? And he says, this is so scary. I said, tell me why it's so scary. He says, because we could be there. I said, what do you mean we could be there? He says, because we're playing with fire right now. Yeah, You know, we are. Ukraine and Russia and all this stuff. This could actually, we're acting like World War III is not possible. It could happen at any time if we push the envelope a little bit too far. So open-ended question for you. Do you think the proxy war America is playing, this ain't the first time we've done this. You know, we've done it for a long time. Many other countries do it all the time. China does it. Russia does it. You know, it's, it's a thing. You're instigating between two countries. Yes, one, you're representing NATO because you're part of NATO. Two, you're anti-Russia. Three, there's some controversy with Ukraine, Burisma, all that other stuff that's going in there. Do you think we are playing with fire that it could lead to possible World War III? Or you're like, nah, it's less than 1% chance. Well, I would never say that it's less than 1% chance. I'm always worried. And uh, I think it's uh, complicated. So first of all, honestly, I walked out of that movie thinking, oh, my God, Trump cannot be president again. We cannot have a deeply unstable guy as president. And, And part of the reason was the scene with Truman. 
And so I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but Truman is kind of flippant, in the movie at least, uh, about using the bomb. And I thought, man, if you have a guy who's not a serious person in that office and is kind of flippant about using the bomb, and next thing you know, the other side launches, and then we're in a world of trouble. Like, we trouble we cannot recover from. Now, in terms of the Ukraine uh, war, I, I have a nuanced opinion on it, and we have had that opinion for a long time on Young Turks. And it's, number one, we push too much in the beginning. Like, we push NATO too close to Russia, and we don't need it. If they had pushed their alliances next to us, we would have flipped out. And we know that for a fact, because when the Soviets uh, moved anything into Cuba, we nearly went to World War III over it. Right. So they got forget Mexico. They were in Cuba and we almost launched. Right. So we should not have been pushing that close into Russia. That is a legitimate Russian interest uh, outside of Vladimir Putin. OK. Now, having said that, uh, we backed away at the end and said Ukraine's not going to be part of mm -hmm. NATO. And I thought that was going to do it. But it turns out, no, Putin was always going to invade. And so like Dick Cheney and George Bush were always going to invade Iraq, mm -hmm. Putin was always going to invade Russia, uh, Ukraine. And since he was going to, it looks like he proved definitively that he was always going to do that. That to me says the real danger is Putin. And so I'm really worried about putting him in a corner where he thinks I got no way out but to use some weapons that I shouldn't use. And so now having said that, you, uh, in my opinion, you can't just leave the Ukrainians to die uh, because this madman invaded them and and took over some portion of their territory, etc. So I think it, I believe in helping the Ukrainians, but I don't believe in pushing NATO into Ukraine. Uh, now, post-war, of course, it's a tougher ask when the Ukrainians say, well, I mean, these guys invaded us, right? So we got as, as good a reason to be in NATO as anyone. But that's also a pretty good reason not to have them in NATO, to be honest. And it's that so that puts it as a very difficult question, not an easy one. I got to follow up for you on that. So you know how I'll tell you my concern, like conservatives were like capitalists. I'm a capitalist I'm all day long. I'm very comfortable saying it. You're a socialist. We'll have the conversation. What no, democratic no. socialist you'll call yourself or. No, as I explained in my book, uh, Justice Coming, I call myself a democratic capitalist. Yeah, I remember as last time. As a democratic time. capitalist. Yeah, okay. last time he did so, say that. So for yeah. me, I'm a pure capitalist is what I am, right? I'm a capitalist, you know, more conservative uh, leanings, how I want to raise my kids, family, certain things I'm not for, totally fine. I, I love discourse. I love conversation. These are my favorite conversations, by the way, with guys that I can sit there and talk to because you can uh, point out my leaks and my argument. I'll kind of point out my leaks and yours, and you can defend yours. I can defend mine. Yep. But... When Biden was getting elected, what were conservatives so worried about? Oh, my God, he's going to raise taxes. Capital gains is going to go to this, and he's going to do this, and he's going to do it. It's end of the world if this guy gets elected. Nothing happened with yeah. taxes. Mm -hmm. Just to be fair, I just want to say that. 100%. 100%. So meaning that fear Republicans had that it was going to happen quickly within 2020, 2021, 2022 hasn't happened yet. Now, one could say, well, Biden didn't deliver on his promises. Fine. But all I'm saying is the boogeyman didn't happen to those who voted against him. Perfect. Now, let's flip it on the other side. The, the fear a lot of times Democrats will say is, oh, there's no way after watching Oppenheimer, after seeing what happened with you know Truman, after seeing this. And you're not the only person that's saying this. A lot of people feel the same way because at the, 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 the movie, people were split. This is why Trump can't be. This is why. Da, da, da. I can't believe Biden's. It's great. That's what you want to hear. You may say. Trump was going to start a war. He's the guy that actually didn't. 
He's a guy that calmed a lot of things down. ISIS, you know, you know, North what, Korea, North Korea, <clears throat> meeting with these guys. I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like that. Nothing happened with Russia and Ukraine. And now he's going out there saying, if I get elected within 24 hours, you know, he's famous for saying lines like that. Within 24 hours, I would end this. And here's how I would do it. So the proof is in the pudding to say those who thought this guy's going to be a, you know, a button away from nuclear war, they were wrong. It didn't happen. And those who said Biden's going to increase taxes to socialist levels, they were also wrong. So do you feel now, even though you're seeing this with, you know, Ukraine, Russia, there is little less credibility in the fear of Trump starting a war since he did in the first four years he was in? So first of all, that's a fair argument because you already had Trump as president. So it's totally a yeah. fair point. Yeah. Now, having said that, no, I don't feel that much more comfortable. Okay. Um, so and. The reason is, in 2016, I didn't know quite how crazy Donald Trump was. I knew, I thought he was not very intelligent, not very a good businessman, not very competent, uh, not a very good person, but I didn't know he was full-blown nuts. Now I know he's full-blown nuts. Now, having said that, Trump's a complicated character when it comes to war. Like, he claims that he's anti-war, but on the other hand... He greatly increased drone strikes, so that's not a very anti-militaristic uh, angle. But you could say, like Tulsi Gabbard does, hey, I think the drones prevent more war. I, I don't agree with that, but I understand that. Uh, but he killed Soleimani, the top general for the Iranians. That could have easily triggered a war with Iran. We got super lucky that Iran did not counterattack. If they had counterattacked, now we're in the middle of a disastrous war in the Middle East. Iran is four times larger than Iraq. And he played with fire. He played with fire in moving the embassy in Israel. He played with fire over and over again. Now, at the same time, look, he didn't start uh, any new wars and credit where credit is due. And, the, and people, look, our show drives people crazy because we just keep telling things that are true, not based on whether it's Republican or Democrat, right? And so you give, I give Joe Biden a ton of credit for withdrawing from Afghanistan. Mainstream media was like, oh, that was terrible the way he withdrew. It's always terrible when we, with like the, the process by which we so withdraw. It's a irresponsible on the way of the withdrawal. No, I don't, totally disagree. I, I know I'm the only I, one in media that I want to hear. That. Can you, do you mind taking a second and just saying why you, you disagree? Yeah, because, so first of all, I give Trump credit for starting the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yeah. And I give Biden a lot of credit for finishing the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And what people do, and this is a giant phenomenon in media that, you, that everyone should be aware of, needles and haystacks. Like whenever somebody wants to criticize someone else, they go and they look for the needle in a haystack. If the guy is relatively innocent, right? And then they go, look at the needle, look at the, look at the needle. And they both tell sides. you, don't, don't yeah. look at the haystack. Right, both sides, all yeah. sides. Now there's 28 different sides. Sure. They all, no question. right? So in that case, they're like, oh my God, look at the people that died in the withdrawal. Why? Because mainstream media, corporate media overall, did not want the withdrawal. They love war. And so they didn't want Biden to withdraw. Mm -hmm. Anybody, and if it was Trump, the same exact thing would have happened because the withdrawal it was already planned for a long, long time. And even so, they screwed up parts of it because they're human. And that's the military. That's the United States military, the best military in the world. And they still screwed up parts yeah. of it, right? And if Trump had done it, people would have said, oh, I can't believe Trump is withdrawing in all the wrong ways. They're not criticizing Biden and Trump for withdrawing. Uh, they're criticizing them for the way that they withdraw. But I think they're full of crap. Mm -hmm. I think they actually didn't want the withdrawal in the first place. So I actually think Biden has done a pretty decent job on foreign policy. But, Jank, the... Yeah, I'm with you that it was time to get out of Afghanistan. 20 years, it was forever. But I mean, a lot of people can argue left or right. The withdrawal in itself was a 
freaking disaster. disaster. Of course. We left hundreds of billions of weapons and tanks and I think it's 83 billion. Whatever. Dollars. Okay, yeah. 100 billion almost. Yeah. You know, it you, could have been done better is all I'm saying. And not yeah. even a need on a haystack thing. No, okay. It was look, a mess. Look, listen. But I'm uh, I'm glad we got out. Is yeah. my point. I made that case Two years ago, I'm like, this was a mess, but I'm glad we're out. The last things I'll say on it is, yeah. I'm not, I criticize Biden maybe more than any show, any yeah. host in America, right? So having said that, look, I get it. Could it have been done better? Of course, of yeah, course of it could have been done better, right? Yeah. But but part of the problem is that the Pentagon wants to leave $83 billion of equipment behind because they love get funneling as much of our money in pork barrel spending and the military industrial complex as they can uh, into defense contractors. Uh, oh, and every, what a point right there. You're saying, hey, we left that oh, there. Oh, oops, golly gee. It's kind of like the ex-girlfriend. Hey, I left my by, earring by way, at your house. I got to come just, back. Just we so need that, more. Yeah, wow. Now that yeah. you say the way you do, I think we're all on the same page. We could have left better. We should have left. We're glad he followed through on Trump wanting to leave. That's mm -hmm. a place of unity where we can be on the same page. When you leave, is it always ugly? Yes. Did we leave that weapon behind? We shouldn't have left it behind, but we know the military-industrial complex, you know, mm -hmm. makes more money if you kind of leave it behind because we got we got to make more shit to sell it to you now. So uh, everybody kind of goes home happy, 100%. minus the populace who's sitting there saying, "What the? F what was this all about?" Right? But mm -hmm. totally fine. And if, by the way, Ukraine, same thing. We need to get them weapons, but there's a ton of that's scams. That's where I'm going to go next. Yeah. Okay. So let's go there. So let's go. Let's go there. I appreciate you for uh, for doing that, Rob. So General McChrystal, four-star general. This is not a regular general. This is a guy that was under Obama. I had him on the podcast, I think, seven years ago. So very good conversation. He wrote a book on leadership, phenomenal book that he wrote on leadership. One of our sources, she sent us this, and, you know, it, this is a conversation that's being had. It's a follow-up from the other conversation. The other one was more about military-industrial complex. This is about what's most likely going to be happening with Putin. I want to get your reaction on this. Go ahead, Rob. Taboo to talk about, but I am worried about the nuclear aspect of this war. If a tactical nuke is used or whatever in Ukraine, you know, I think is that a real risk? The answer is from you never know with Russia, you never know with Putin. So the answer is I could never say no. There's no obvious better solution in Russia. I think Putin ought to go, but there, there's nobody that I'm aware of standing on the wings. It seems like there's a lot more radical people standing yeah. in the wings, too, which is concerning. I just think that where we are now, to, to sort of take it back, we are saying that Russia must fail. That, to me, means regime change in Russia. So our policy is unofficially regime change in Russia. And that's scary when you think of how Putin views it. Because that's like essential to him. Exactly. I mean, if he views it that way, and, and that's how I connect the dots, um, I'm not sure we got there intentionally or unintentionally, but if we are angling for replacement of his regime, what will he do to survive in power? Yeah, that's, you know, just here's that. So what's your reaction to that? First, uh, one of our contributors got him fired originally. Uh, Michael Hastings was a contributor for Young Turks. Then he wrote the piece at Rolling Stone about McChrystal, and that's what got him fired. Uh, okay, uh, in terms of his actual commentary, I think he's just speculating. So I'm worried about a couple of things. I think he's right that uh, Russia might use tactical nukes if they're put in a corner. I think he's right that if, you, if your policy was regime change, that would be a disastrous policy. 
Uh, but I think he's speculating that we're going for regime change. I hope not. I haven't seen any indication of that. And I think that that would be a terrible policy. And I think that's why they haven't said anything along the lines of regime change. Do, do you think, uh, um, for example, you're a paranoid guy. You're, you're from Turkey, right? I'm mm -hmm. from Iran. Yep. Okay? And I'm Armenian. Yep. So we're not supposed to get along. We have civil conversations. No yeah. problem. We're good to go, right? But... You know, they say the top uh, uh, five most angriest uh, people in the world. You know who are in the top five? Have you seen this list or no Statista? I haven't, but if you ask Twitter, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. if you'd ask Twitter, they say me. But <laughs> pull up, no, no, no pull up types the list. of people, countries, this is, uh, from check countries. This out. Look at this. Okay. Here. The top five angriest. This is going to be classic. If you actually pull up the right list, check this out right there. Look at this. Zoom in. Number one is Lebanon. Number two is Turkey. Look who's number three. Ar so we've got a Turk and an Armenian sitting right yeah. next to each other right totally. now, right? Totally. <laughs> okay. Well, if you think that's bad, a Turk and an Armenian sit next to each other every day on the Young Turks because my co-host is Armenian. Yeah. And she, so this is... Yeah. Kind of, oh, Anna. Yeah. She's, so, she's so, Armenian. So this gotcha. is great. So, but but uh, the point being, like, we're naturally paranoid. You're paranoid. I think you come across as a paranoid guy. I'm a very paranoid guy. Living the life I've lived, I don't trust everything easily. So I'm kind of like, that kind of was a... Scary common damage. For example, when they say things like the following, when Klaus Schwab says or Bill Gates in 2015 or, you know, Jeb Bush said in the 2015 uh, campaign or whatever, 2015 or was it 2020? I think it was 2015, 2016 when he says, we have to be ready. We need a leader that knows how to handle a, a national crisis that could happen such as a pandemic. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it's a pandemic. And, you know. Well, we haven't had a pandemic for many, many years. I mean, Bill Gates, oh, yeah, but pandemic, we have to be ready for a pandemic. Okay. So when they say stuff like that, to me, sometimes I go like, got it. I kind of know what you're saying. Like when a person comes and tries to sell you something, and I'm an insurance person. I've been in insurance for my entire life. So if they come and say, hey, uh, uh, Jank, what are you going to do if you die? How's your family going to be taken care of? <laughs> it's a part of me that's like... Are you and my wife talking? Is there something that's going on why you want to sell me a $5 million policy? But the natural instinct is a little bit paranoia. So when I hear him say, if they're saying this, you best believe they're saying it because they're creating the boogeyman, the you know Hegelian dialectic, whatever you want to call it, to put the fear in before we say, no, we told you, this is a very problematic man. We have to get him to be replaced. Do you think there's any indication of a future truth telling us that, you know, in their own political way, because they're more pros at propaganda than you and I are, uh, we got to get rid of this guy. The world's a safer place if we get rid of Putin. And then all of a sudden they get rid of him. So one, you're saying no, because you already addressed that. No, I don't think that's really what's going on. But two, let's say they do. Let's say they succeed. Let's say in the next six, 12 months, 18 months, they get what they want. Assuming that's what they want. What happens next if Putin gets replaced? Look, I despise Putin, and I've made no uh, you know, bones about that. I've been very clear. I've been so clear. Russia Today asked me for interviews uh, right after I criticized Putin, and uh, they're like, oh, well, we'd just like to interview him. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Why today? Well, what would you like to talk about? They're like the Armenian genocide. I was like, huh, oh, interesting, oh, interesting. So Putin is apparently perfectly aware of how much I despise him, but I think the idea of getting rid of him is absolutely disastrous. So if I was advising the president, I would say, how in the world do you know who would replace him, right? 
So maybe it's a much better guy. Maybe it's a much right. worse guy. Yeah, the right? guy from the Wagner Group. Yeah, ex yeah. this exactly. warlord. Right? That's a that's a huge possibility. And that guy is much more of a warlord, mm -hmm. and he's a private mercenary and very dangerous, etc. So as much as Pergosian, I think, uh, this yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And as much as I think Putin has done great damage to the world. I don't think it's our business to go interfere with how they're selecting their leaders. Look, I think a lot of our our homelands have terrible leaders. I don't like Erdogan in Turkey. I think Netanyahu in Israel is a disaster. I can go on and on, right? But that doesn't mean we got to go meddle in their business and tell them what to do, right? <clears throat> and so, hey, get out of Ukraine, perfectly legitimate. But the minute you step an inch into Russia or Russian politics, it is a disaster. Do not do that. Get the hell out of there as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. so, what, so what, what success have we had, the United States, in any sort of regime change in the last 50 years? Never. Like, never. name one that regime change has worked out well. Gaddafi in Libya, all right? Uh, Iraq, Saddam Hussein, the list goes on. I mean, can you think of one? Yeah. Well, look, so, yeah, it, Saddam was a terrible guy. Gaddafi was a terrible guy. But mm -hmm. did we replace them with folks who are better? I mean, how many people did we kill to get there? Uh, near, you know, hundreds of thousands of innocent Iraqi civilians killed, let alone 50,000 Americans maimed over there uh, and, and, and killed. And we go on and on, our treasure, our blood. Mm -hmm. So and the whole country is sick of these wars. The mm -hmm. only people who want the wars are the establishment. And why does the establishment want it? Because lobbyists win everything yeah. and so and and we have several different lobbies that are pushed for these kind of wars so you've got the obvious you've got the oil guys that are constantly pushing for war in the middle east right mm -hmm. and in case of russia you've got not only those guys but you've got um the guys who say hey i'd rather sell natural gas to europe than than russia and if you think that's not a consideration uh you're incredibly naive Money makes the world go around. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know what people are going to do, look at where the money is, and you'll know exactly the yeah. where they're going. Arms go. dealers, and, military industrial complex. And, and, and by the way, bankers who speculate speculate on it. There's there's a ton of people. Commodity traders. Profit. Yeah. And okay. uh, Jay, what you were saying, like, so you more fearful if Trump comes in about nuclear war and stuff. Obviously, I think we're closer to it now with what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, and my, I worked at a nuclear missile base in Montana. When people are like, I don't, I don't trust this guy because he has his finger on the button, it's a complete fallacy. To launch a nuke, the process of what it takes to actually launch something is absurd. Like, it's insane. People think that somebody's sitting there like this. That's all BS. Do you think we would be where we are with Ukraine and Russia and the whole situation right now if Trump was still in? Or do you think regardless it was going to happen no matter what? I, I think that Trump would have let Putin take as much of Ukraine as he wanted, to be mm -hmm. honest. And so you can make two arguments about that. You can say, hey, you know what? If you just let Russia take Ukraine, there's less war. Boom. They took it. It's over. Right. Yeah. And what do we care if they take Ukraine? Yeah. So I think that's a callous argument. But that's an argument you could make. That's not, not an argument I agree with. But uh, but in terms of the whole idea that I'm going to settle Russia and Ukraine in a day, come on. Stop being a jackass. <laughs> yeah. Even MAGA doesn't believe that. I yeah. mean, it's absurd, right? Did you see what Zelensky and, had to say about that? Yeah. What, and so, but I want to say one more thing about yeah, your question. Yeah. Look, uh, North Korea developed eight nukes while Trump was president. Yep. He's, so, he's all bluster. He's all talk. He has no action. All Kim Jong-un had to do was... Send him one letter saying that, hey, man, hey, bro, I really like you, right? <laughs> and he crossed and, the DMZ, and he actually stepped into yeah, North and, Korea. And, and then he came out and said, 
that he that they're sending love letters to one another and that they're in love. What kind of loser says that about, by the way, a communist dictator? If Obama or Biden had said he was in love with a communist dictator, MAGA would have ripped their heads off. Mm -hmm. Trump says that they excuse everything he does. So I'm not I don't think he's tough. Uh, you know, I don't and I'm not sure that he's gonna avoid war. I mean, did the eight nukes North Korea develop make us closer or further away from war? I don't know. If you had attacked them earlier, they would have obliterated Seoul, South Korea, let alone Japan. So these are difficult questions, and people keep saying they're easy when they're not easy. Let's stay there. Let's stay there. This is good. So let's stay on this topic. In regards to Trump love, sometimes, you know, I've been in sales for a long time, and I see how some people sell. Some people sell through flattery. Some people get their ways through making you, you know— there's different ways of selling. Some people sell through consultative closing. If I were you, I would do this. Some sell through, hey, you're so beautiful. You're so this. You're so bad. You're so smart. Like that, that you, instantly worked. But, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> what do you need? Yeah, what do you, <laughs> $100 billion, Jank. We got to get to yeah. So, But the point is, like, I watch how different presidents sell. Like, you know, when Obama went to Cuba at the baseball game and they're sitting there, like, like, oh my God, I can't believe something. All right, so Obama also has his stuff with who he sat down. Well, we can go with everybody that's done this, okay? Trump has his own way of selling that he's been selling in New York. Whether it sells or not, he, you know, we were at peace for four years. We haven't talked ISIS since 2014, 2015. So that is the part with him. How he's going to fix Ukraine, Russia in 24 hours, everybody wants to know how he's going to do it. He's presented it, whether it's going to work out or not. Most people don't believe it's going to take 24 hours. So I'm, I'm going to be there with you on that. But just the one part when you think about this whole situation with, you know, what they're doing. Okay, so Putin says Russia put nuclear bombs in Belarus as warning to the West. This was a couple weeks ago. This was a month ago when he said that. Even recently, he's like, hey, you're playing with fire. Now, at this point, Putin's given a nuclear threat how many times? I don't know how many times. I'm going to say more than five times. Probably. So if you're going to do it, either do it or you don't do it, right? So it's either you're, you're over-bluffing your hand now and no one knows you got pocket aces, you're full of it, you don't have ace-king, and you're just kind of like acting like you got a card, you got a 210. Uh, or you have a decent hand, but you don't want to go all in because you want me to think you have aces, but you got pocket tens, let's just say, right? Okay, fair, cool. Um, but should we sit there and not take the threat of the possibility that it could happen and us keep feeding Ukraine and giving them more and more and more ammunition, playing more and more and more proxy war. And, you know, if you, you brought up, I think you brought up Cuban, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis earlier. And by the way, there was a part of it that Turkey and Italy were involved. If I, yep. yeah. yeah, that's right. Where, where, Turkey saved America. Yeah, in, essentially, where yeah. he said, hey, you guys got to like your missiles, you got to give them up or you guys can't use them. And then, boom, it kind of came back around. What if JFK didn't do that? What if that wasn't the strategy came up years later? We didn't find out about it at the beginning because it was kind of low key. Yeah, can you pull that up? Uh, Turkey, Italy, is this the one? Uh, pa, 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 pa. Yeah, this is the one. Sealing the deal with Italy and Turkey 60 years ago during April 1963, the U.S. Air Force took steps to implement the final stage of the secret U.S.-Soviet uh, deal that helped resolve the Cuban Missile Crisis with the dismantling of the Jupiter missiles deployed in Italy and Turkey. So, that some people could say this is going to save the world. It's going to save the World War III. This was like a big deal that happened. Okay. Yep. So, good for JFK for kind of taking that route. Flip that on Biden. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you're 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 feeding the machine nonstop to get Putin where you're cornering the guy. Either do something about it and get the guy to fall, or you're publicly saying 
Here's who we're going to keep empowering. And then the argument then comes back. Remember John Bolton? Is that his name? John Bolton? Uh, yeah. John Bolton, the war guy, right? That hates Trump. And, yeah. yeah you know, he's like all about hog. war, war, yeah. war. Yeah. yeah that's okay. So what happened? What happened with Republicans being the party that was the party of military industrial complex and hey you know the movie vice and look at the rumsfeld and look at the chain look at these guys look how much money is being made behind clubs all they want to do is war 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 republicans want a war every day dude it's like right now the democrats are the ones that want war and trump the one that everybody hates from the left that's the guy that didn't want war he says all i want is i want people to stop dying yeah i want people to stop dying right so how did the democrats all of a sudden become the military industrial complex party yeah, I can tell you exactly how. Follow the money. Everything is in the money. So Trump is not actually anti-war. He just makes money in a different way than the Democrats make it. Okay, so, for example, Trump has made money from the Russians, the Saudis, et cetera, in his private life, right? So when they asked him about the Saudis, he said, look, they buy my apartments for $40 million. What do you want me to do, not like them, right? But no one died. Okay, no, 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 I know. I'm yeah. just telling people's yeah. motivation. There's right? ways to make money without killing people. Yeah. yeah, and so in that case, that's actually... To Trump's benefit, because he's saying, look, I make money from the Russians. His sons say all the time, we got all our money from the Russians. So in that case, yeah, I mean, if you're Ukrainian, you're not happy if Trump wins. Yeah. Okay. But if you're an American who doesn't want any piece of that war, then I get where you're coming from. Why did the Democrats switch and become military industrial complex guys? Because everyone takes donor money. And the Democrats now take more donor, not more money than the Republicans do. The Republicans are even more corrupt. But they do take more money than Trump because Trump is having trouble getting money from donors. It's not that he wouldn't. It's just that he can't, right? So he doesn't feel as indebted to them, whereas Biden feels indebted, and Hillary Clinton and all of them do, to every company you can imagine, including defense contractors. So when defense contractors say jump, he says how high? So I'll give you an example from the Ukraine war. So they did that accounting trick. I don't know if you guys caught it about a month ago or so. But they said, oh, it turns out we can spend twice as much money in, in Ukraine uh, and give them twice as many weapons. And the accounting trick was, oh, we're going to pretend that these uh, things that we're selling them are new. Mm -hmm. But they're not selling them new weapons. They're selling them old weapons, right? So they, it's an accounting gimmick. Why did they do that? Yeah, ostensibly to help Ukraine more in its fight against Russia, mm -hmm. but also because then the defense contractors would make twice as much money. And all of a sudden you saw every corporate Republican, which is nearly 100% of them, and every corporate Democrat, which is about 80% of them, all jump up and go, yes! Oh, okay, accounting error, of course. All the Democrats cry about, oh, defense uh, is spending too much, etc. Or not all the Democrats, some of them do. And then what do they do? Rubber stamp, rubber stamp, rubber stamp. Yes, the defense is awesome. Give them everything they want. Give them $100 billion more than they want. The Pentagon gets audited. They can never pass an audit. They waste half our money, $400 billion in the toilet to the most corrupt people on earth every single year, while the Democrats, the Republicans, and corporate media, both mainstream media and Fox News, celebrate. They go out with pom-poms. Yay, war, war, war. Defense contractors are the best. So, yes, the, the, the number one problem that the Democratic Party has, and I talk about it in my book, is that they are totally captured now by lobbyists and by corporate cash. And so, unfortunately, that's also the problem the Republicans have. And so, and part of the reason, and this is what establishment media does not understand about Donald Trump. Yes, I think I think Hillary Clinton said two correct things in her life. One of them was the deplorable line that everybody hates. No, that's totally true. In my opinion, half the Republican base is deplorable. 
And and I think they are racist, bigots, sexist, etc. We could talk half, about half, easily half. Okay, but the other half—that's forty million people in America. Absolutely, you not believe, even close. You believe that? hundred percent. We could debate it. Okay, but hold on. Let me get to the other forty million. Okay, the other thirty-six million or so that voted for Trump. No, they're just angry that the establishment is screwing them, and they don't yeah. know how they're getting screwed. They that's exactly hate. what Charlie Kirk said. Right, and that's they're what scorned. And 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 they hate mainstream media, and they're right because mainstream media is a factory of lies. So they'll say, "Oh, the status quo is great for who? Yeah, the billionaires who run those companies and the millionaires who are on air. Yes, for you guys, everything's hunky dory." But it's not great for when wages didn't go up for 45 straight years now because of inflation. They ironically went up a little bit. But for 45 years straight, wages did not go up. Okay, we have no health, universal health care in this country when every other developed, world, developed country in the world has it. We have no paid family leave. We send moms back to the assembly lines and coal mines the day after they deliver. So we have corporate rule in America. And chapter five is about the matrix. And that's mainstream media that lulls you back to sleep. Corporate power is awesome. Corporate rule is great. The lobbyists are innocent. The politicians, oh my God, they're such sweethearts. They're having ideological differences and they're having debates. No, they're not. They're getting checks and then doing exactly as they are told. And that's true of 99% of the Republican Party. And yes, 80% of the Democratic Party at least. Stop. The way you just said it was so funny. So... So 99% Republican Party, 80% the Democratic Party. Okay. Uh, can you pull up the, the chart that just came up? This one right here. Total spending of presidential campaign financing in the United States. They changed a law, I think, in 2019, 2020, that allowed corporate corporations to just open up their checkbooks. I'm sure you're familiar with this. Look at the kind of money we raise for presidential campaigns. From Carter, $197 million, to Reagan, $228 million, to Reagan again, three eighty to uh, Bush Senior, three forty six to uh, Clinton, four seventy eight to Clinton again, six twelve. Then it's Bush eight ninety one. Then it's uh, Obama. I think it's what's that? One point seven six nine billion, one point four billion again. Obama, one point five two nine million. Hillary Trump, boom, four billion dollars. Whatever they could to get rid of Trump, they spend all the money in the world to get rid of this guy. They, they figured out ways to say, dude, if we can outspend that guy because, you know, he, he, we can be controlled. So th this is the part where, for me, where we agree and where we disagree. This is, this is the part. Like, I had Ari Fleischer here. You know who Ari Fleischer yeah, is? And, yeah. and I'm like, you know, a couple of the decisions you guys made when you listen to the CIA, and the, I'm like, why wouldn't you double verify this? You know, this is a big decision you're making to do this, to do that. Well, I don't know, but we could have done this and we could have done that. And we had Paul Manafort. I'm like, dude, lobbying. Why, why? It's the dirtiest thing out there. And he's like, well, I totally get it. But, you know, him and Roger Stone started the lobbying firm. I don't know what, one of the most powerful lobby firms that they had together 30 years ago, 40 years yep. ago. He said, well, the other, uh, other guy's going to do it. What are you going to do? Sit on the sidelines? Okay, valid point. But I like both sides not to do it, right? However, when you look at it now, and you see the kind of money that's being spent on the left for them to push their agendas over. You set aside this uh, lobby stuff out. You set aside corporations putting money in to who they buy. Like, you know, the joke about Koch brothers. Well, you know, he wakes up and says, what do I get for my birthday? Which president, right? Now it's more the left that's doing that. You got the Soroses. You got the Larry Fink and BlackRock without their ESG score and, you know, State Street and Vanguard. And that thing's becoming a reality where it's no longer about Democrat and Republican. It's truly becoming more about 
the establishment folks and the anti-establishment folks. 100%. And if we're talking anti-establishment, Jenk, you have to agree on this, bro. You have to agree on this. I know it's going to be tough for you to agree on this, but I, if you don't, give me everything you got, what I say right now. You can't say Trump is an establishment candidate. No, uh, but I can't say he's corrupt. So there's a huge difference. And I'll explain. Okay, fair. Go for it. Okay, so Trump is not establishment. The establishment hates him. You're totally right okay. about that. Okay. And so. Which for guys like us, we like that, don't we? Yeah. But then you have to see, okay, why do they hate him? Right. And so, number one, he's unstable. So business interests. Can't interest, be controlled. And that's also true, though. Okay. That's also true. Okay. Well, no, he can't be controlled because he's so unstable and unhinged. Which right? is a strength, though. In a way, it is an edge you have against your enemy because you're, if the enemy feels they can't control you, dude, we have to eliminate you if we can't control you. Well, okay. Now, let's talk about that, though. Okay. So, now, why do I still say he's super corrupt? And, by the way, that stat, those stats you showed are in my book. Okay, and I explain why. Once the Supreme Court uh, activist judges on the Supreme Court changed the rules, they basically allowed for bribery. Okay, that's they, insane. They legalized bribery. You, you, I outline it perfectly clearly. And there was a, a guy from the Chamber of Commerce, Lewis Powell, who said we could just buy the Supreme. We, if we get on the Supreme Court, we could buy the whole country. Corporations just can outspend everyone, right? And so, and they did it. Nixon said, "Boom, you're on the Supreme Court." And they did it in Bellotti. They did it in Buckley v. Vallejo. They legalized bribery. Now, Trump had trouble getting money from normal corporate interests. And I agree, that's normally a good thing, right? So what did he do? He had to go make up the money. So he went and talked to Sheldon Adelson. So Sheldon Adelson is actually, before he passed away in 2021, largest political donor in history. Mm -hmm. He gave $100 million to Trump twice, to him and his PACs in 2016 and 2020. What did he get in return? He got charges, corruption charges in China dismissed against him. To be fair, he's like the Soros of the right. He was like yes. the Soros of the right. Th that's Vegas, okay. casino, yeah. tycoon, yeah. Sure. pro-Israel. Yeah, he got everything. He's the guy who got the embassy moved. He's the mm -hmm. guy who it, it, repatriating taxes from abroad because most of his money is in Macau, China, because that's where most of his casinos Casino are. Casino business, yeah. And he got that tax that knocked down to 8%. So from 35% to 8%, he made billions off of Trump. And on top of getting rid of the corruption charges and the tax cuts and everything, just as a little tchotchke, Trump threw in Miriam Adelson getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom. His wife. His wife. Yeah. Are you kidding me so trump could easily be bought dude dude obama got a nobel prize a month after being a president just for what he was i know but that isn't yeah. about corruption that was just them being silly right, right? Okay. okay so so my a, point is for that a dei score trump is yeah. perfectly corrupt and and can be bought it's just that who's buying him I is the question i don't i don't know so you read the port portion about adelson sure. in my book sure there's no question he did Everything that Adelson asked him. And by the way, I say to the readers, are you sure you wouldn't if somebody funneled $100 million to you and then $200 million to you? I, I, I would. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Look, I, I've given up a lot of money to do the right thing in different por portions of my career. But I haven't seen a lot of other people do that. So my point is that money is intoxicating. It corrupts Trump. It corrupts Biden. And, and by the way, here, I'll go further. I don't know, bro. But I'll, I'll Patrick, push back on that when you're done. Okay. Go ahead. All right, one last yeah. thing about it. To me, though, look. At, let's look at the flip side yeah. of it. Mainstream media will tell you, oh, the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, when he takes a billion dollars from yeah. corporate interests, he's obviously corrupt. And look at it, he's working for the corporations, et cetera, right? But wait a minute. Nancy Pelosi also took a billion dollars. And almost all from the same donors. So why aren't you calling her corrupt? And everyone in mainstream media says, no, 
Nancy Pelosi's an angel. Right. And she's a master legislator. So when Mitch McConnell takes a billion dollars, he's a crook. But when Nancy Pelosi takes a billion dollars, she's an angel? No, they're all crooks. That's why we have Feinstein drooling. I'm sorry, but it's reality. In the Senate, yep. Mitch McConnell freezes. He's like, they're all 90 years old. Why? Because corporations know they get a great return on investment no from those people. It. No question. We're on the same page there, just so you know. We're, it, but but here's, here's how I... Uh, uh, gauge who can be bribed and who can't be bribed, okay? So most of the time, you know, like uh, uh, this this Leon Black story. I don't know if you saw the Leon Black story with Epstein where, you know, he paid Epstein $158 million for consulting fees and estate oh, planning yeah, fees yeah, over yeah, a five-year yeah. period. And sure, what do you mean yeah. $158 million <laughs> for you know, fees? And then story comes out about a 16-year-old girl who was autistic and you know, oh, so, so Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, this story came out. It's pretty wild. So you hear stories like this, and you're like, okay, he was bought. Then, then you watch this video from, and you'll see where I'm going with this. Can you pull up the video clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, I don't know no. if you have it or not. I, I almost, I almost don't. I'll play this clip here in a minute because I don't want to confuse the two clips. I'll come back to it where, you know, the point is being some people flip their position suddenly where you're like. Why? You you would have never said that. Why are you saying it now? What happened to you? At least with you, where you're at, some people are saying, what are you doing, bro? Why are you not, like, making a couple adjustments, you know, like, but you're like, no, this is all I'm going to talk about, and da-da-da-da-da. Great. So you're not controlled. People may not agree with you, but you don't come across as a guy that's controlled, right? They don't have 100%. to like you, but you don't come across as a guy. Now, some will say, well, you took money from Soros in the past. They'll say I all didn't, the by the All way. I'm saying to you is yeah. well, they'll say that that's happened, all that stuff. But to me, you're unhinged. You're not controlled, and they don't like people like you, and I totally get it. You could make a couple adjustments to increase your business affairs, but that's to you. You've chosen to play the route that you're playing. When I watch a Trump and I watch some of these guys, I'm like, okay, that guy, you can win him over. Just introduce him to a couple of girls. He's good. Mm -hmm. Easiest way to win guys over, right? Yeah. It's typically guys that don't get a lot of play, and they're not good with words. They're not good with the ladies. <laughs> you know, hey, go do X, Y, Z to him, and he's going to fall for it at a bar. Boom. Hey, here's a clip we got from the room with you. Guess what? Da-da-da-da-da. Can happen to anybody, by the way, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So girls is one of the ways of doing it. Attention is another way of doing it. Fame is another way of doing it. You know, money is another way of doing it. Guess what? Trump has had it all. He's had all the girls, one too many sometimes, okay? Some that he was single, some that he wasn't single. He's had all the money. He's been to all the parties. He's got all the letters from all the most powerful people in the world telling them how much they love him. Alec Baldwin, no one ever treated me like this. Oprah Winfrey, you know that book he wrote about all the letters that others wrote yeah, for yeah, him that yeah. now they hate him. Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer used to love me. He used to love me when this, this, that, you know, that whole talk yeah, that he gave. That, with the that, and he's right about that part. Yeah. So, but the point is he's had the girls. He's had the fame. He's had the properties. He's been to the parties. He's had the money. How the hell are you going to, like, does he want to be, if he's worth $2.5 right now? He's not. Let's just say he's worth, well. He, he's not. He's a total loser. He's almost bankrupt. Well, okay. So you can say that, and that's fine. But you can't say it, he's a loser. But, but, total I mean, loser. But if you say he's bankrupt, you can say that <laughs> yeah. can be your opinion. But, but <laughs> yeah. the last 60 years, or the last 50 years, proves you wrong. 
Okay. It doesn't. It proves it, me wrong. 15 Years Apprentice was number one. How the hell are you that entertaining to be number one for 15 years, right? Uh-huh. You know, uh, uh, financially, real estate properties, when you think about a real estate name, brand, you think about one name. You don't think about 50 different names. You think about a guy that's been able to brand himself, you think about Trump. Now, are you going to buy Trump's stake? Probably not. But you're going to buy... <laughs> neither did anybody yeah, else. Yeah, neither did anybody <laughs> But the point is, he's had great victories. He's got kids that are doing well for themselves. He's got a daughter that, you know, has so done... Biden. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, that was a different yeah. angle you took. But, yeah. but, but, but where I'm going with this is that's the part where I feel they can't stand the guy because they cannot control him. So for me, when I see, you know, what's going on with them wanting to get rid of this guy, and you're like, look, the big donors don't want to give him money. Look how much money he got. No, he can't raise any money. Nobody wants to give him any money. Look at this stuff. Yeah, but the people that are raising money are the people that are not being trusted because they're part of the establishment, left or right. A lot of people are saying. So this is why guys like RFK are getting some momentum. This is why guys like Vivek are getting some momentum. Because yeah, Vivek's got his own money. RFK's coming out doing some grassroots stuff. So what are your thoughts on this with Trump? Yeah. So first of all, with Trump, look, the guy's got A, insatiable greed. So I don't buy that, oh, he's had enough. He's never had enough, okay? Number two, he's a natural born loser. He's lost at everything except two things. Obviously, he won the presidency in 2016. Yeah, he lost the popular vote, but and Democrats cry about that. And they should. The Electoral College is terrible. It's a disaster. But he won the Electoral College. He won it, right? So you give him that for sure. And he's great at marketing. Just blah, 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 Trump, 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 Trump. And Democrats don't get it. They're such knuckleheads. They're like, oh, if we have an accomplishment, we should whisper about it on NPR. No, you should scream at the top of your lungs like Trump does. But having said that, bankrupt six times, got clowned in 2020, and he's been crying about it ever since like a little spoiled brat. Had to have his dad get him into the schools that he got into. He hides his grades from high school and college because he's a loser. He's a spoiled little baby. He blew $413 million from his dad. Blew it all. Then he got $400 million from Apprentice. Why was that successful? Because of the producers. I know the producers on that show. They had to treat him like a baby. Hey, baby, come here. Baby, say yeah, this. The same okay. producers have done shows that flopped. Yeah. You know no, hard but they've also keep... the same producers who did other it number one hits. It is so hard to keep a number one hit show for okay, 15 but, years. Okay, but if you want to say Trump yeah. is entertaining, I don't I don't disagree with you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's pretty good at marketing, right? And he says these terrible things, but, they're, but people laugh, right? And I get it. And you know, his giant strength that people don't talk about, and, and no one in mainstream media acknowledges this, he doesn't look fake. I think he's a con man, and he's been a con man his whole life, but he looks authentic. Because he doesn't go off a prompter. And you think, well, that's a real guy. He's saying crazy crap that nobody else would say. And all the other politicians look like actors. They, they're robots. They come out. Like Pete Buttigieg came out from a factory. Everybody knows that, right? Yeah. Gavin Newsom. But also DeSantis and McConnell. They're all robots. They come in, I will do this. I have been told by my donors this is great policy, right? And so he has the feelings of authenticity. But if you look at his records, like you say, great in real estate, he's Awful in real estate. In Atlantic City, he built three casinos. Everybody said, you're going to cannibalize it, you moron, your own business. And you know, one of his top assistants says he just likes his name and lights. So he'd like to see Trump, Trump, Trump in Atlantic City, and he bankrupted all three because he sucks Cenk, at you're business. A, you're, you're, you, you think you're good in business? Yes. You think you're good in business? Yes. Shank. Yes. Seriously. 100%. Okay, so 
When's your birthday, by the way? What month's your birthday? Let me see. March, uh, March 30, 21st. So, okay. Yeah. You're a, Pis- uh, you're a Pisces. Aries, beginning of Aries. Oh, you made it to Aries. Yes. Interesting. My dad's in Aries. I get along with Aries. Okay. So uh, he's on April 10th. You're Mar- so you barely are in Aries, though, by one day, uh, right? Beginning of uh, the Interesting. Uh, spring. Okay. Yeah. You made yeah. the cut. Yeah, yeah. You made so, it. So, so, okay. Bro, when you say that, you know, for me, I feel like if there's anybody that would be like a pro-Trump guy in a confusing way would be you. Okay. I know this is like, this guy's lost his mind. You have no clue who the F I am. Are you crazy? There's no way. <laughs> because um, in business, you know, do you have a perfect record with business? No. Do I have a perfect record with business? No. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. But, you know, uh, has Trump taken it to certain levels that his dad didn't take it? Yeah, that's not easy to do. His dad wasn't as famous as this guy got. It's a very hard work to do that. There's a lot of kids that are spoiled kids from a rich father who don't do shit with the money and they become crack addicts and they become drug addicts and they hire prostitutes all the time and they go try to sell their laptops at different places and they you know i'm not saying about anybody specific but this yeah, happens everyone like saying it about someone no, specific no, it's kind of stuff yeah. that's yeah. happened everyone in a while right <laughs> there, there is there's there's stories like that that you hear about it's like oh okay this guy's going to make it this guy's not going to make it so there is something about him one can say john f kennedy became a president because of his father joseph kennedy because that had a okay fine and joseph kennedy became successful because his dad had all this money from okay fine okay there's some of it that's got to go to the credit of the individual. Perfect. So if I listened to you and I didn't know who you were, okay, and I just came to America and I've heard about this Trump guy and I've heard about the Biden guy and I'm listening to you, I would say that guy is angry at Trump for what reason? He's either envious of Trump. He's angry with him because he sounds personal. He doesn't sound like he's being reasonable. He sounds he's being personal when he's attacking Trump. And I, I think he loses credibility a little bit for taking the angle that he does. Because you're coming from a place of saying this guy got this much money and he became rich because of this and he's a loser, he's a this. The guy was on Oprah Winfrey, 1988. And Oprah Winfrey says, so hey, uh, you sound like somebody that's going to, you've seen this, you sound like somebody that's going to run for office one day. No, no. Well, do you have any plans? No, but if I ever did, I would win. Who the hell says that? That's like a Babe Ruth call. You know, when you say, I'm going to hit the home run, you point the finger and you hit it. His book crushed it. His show crushed it. He crushed it in New York going up against all these other guys. He's done good with women. He's done good with his kids. He became a president. I don't know. Love him or hate him. I don't have a relationship with him. So there is not like a... I'm defending this guy. I'm doing it. We're in Florida because of DeSantis. We came here because all of a sudden DeSantis, I'm watching him market. I'm like, dude, you're not even out there doing your part marketing. Finally, he's getting to it, and now everybody's asking a question that they shouldn't be asking you, which is what? Why are you so down on the polls? Can you make a comeback? You should have never allowed these people to ask that question if you would have played offense earlier. But when you see a winner and complicated individual, a misunderstood individual, I don't know how many people you're going to put on the list as Trump. In, in the history of America, by the way, whether you love this guy or hate this guy, it's kind of tough to, you know, uh, demonize the guy's resume. And no, I know you like no, to do this, but no. it's kind of tough to do it. Not remotely tough. You think so? So, Pat, look, 
I'm giving you nuanced answers. I'm telling you that he's anti-establishment in some ways, sure. and that's part yeah. of his appeal. Right. I'm telling you he's good at marketing, and almost everything you're saying is he's good at marketing. He was good on TV. He was good at marketing his book. He went on Oprah. It's marketing, marketing, marketing. No, you said he wanted two things, and what I did is I showed his resume. That's more than two things. It's it's a bunch of different things that he wanted. That was my defense to you saying he only wanted two things, right. not the marketing so, side. Pat, imagine, yeah. imagine mm -hmm. if your dad gave you $413 million. You Which know, we don't we don't know that's the number, but okay. you, you're saying four hundred thirteen million. Yeah, New York Times says this was four hundred thirteen. Uh, New York million. Times also said science. Is, New York uh, Times. Know, <laughs> I have to take the New York COVID Times has also lied about me. I understand. Yeah. Okay, but. But his dad was enormously wealthy. And There's gave no him question an about enormous fortune, yeah, and which he lost. Four thirteen by today's standards, or what was it back then? What was the actual? Fourteen million is the number you hear. No, 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 no way. It's it's look. I forget. I think it's by today's standards, but I'm not positive. Yeah, it okay, could have been four thirteen. But it's not back fourteen then. to four hundred and thirteen. That's not how inflation works. So, but Pat, if they gave it to you, you'd probably be worth four billion by now. I don't know okay? about that. Come I don't on, know. No, it's I, such an enormous Cenk, advantage. Do you have kids? Jenk, do you have kids? Yes. What are you talking about, bro? Let me let me unpack this for you. So one of the hardest things to do is to be the pastor's kid. Are you are you kidding me? Like the pastor's kid is like, so you gotta be a virgin till you get married. I'm gonna go freaking smoke weed and I'm so <laughs> sick and tired of this pressure. What are you, you gonna be this? No, I'm not, bro. I just I remember we're at a church. We're going to the church. The pastor's son, you ready for this? This is a pastor loved by so many people. His son gets arrested across the street from the church with a crew of players taking stuff from Best Buy. And the pastor's going to come on Sunday and preach in front of 20,000 members. So the point I'm trying to make to you is nobody wants to be Michael Jordan's kids. Nobody wants to be Brady's kid. The level of pressure and scrutiny of wanting to do that. Trust me, I understand the level of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, influence and additional cards and stuff that you can get. But we did a we did a, a, a research on uh, uh, a generational wealth. I got kids, and I'm trying to see how do I set it up for my kids to get my wealth without them being spoiled. Okay, so it's something that's yeah. important to me. I kind of want to figure out. I'm in a community. A couple families do it right. So I said, let me go out and study this to see how to do it right. Vanderbilts. Do you know how long the wealth lasted? This guy was the richest man in the world, giving money back to the country. You know how much, how, how many generations money lasted? Usually, two generations. It, usually it's always two the generations. Only gener the only wealth that lasted seven generations is the Medici. Medici lasted seven generations. It's the only one. Every other one is two, three. Rockefeller's still on four right now. They're not even on five, six, seven. So, so the notion when you're saying, like, if you, you would have had a head start, bro, a lot of people, you give them money, they become spoiled little brats. I had a guy I interviewed who lives in Seattle. You know what his job was? He managed the Templeton family, 16 grandkids. You know what his job was? His job was he was the guy dealing with billionaire families. And the reason why Seattle, you know why Seattle, Amazon, Microsoft, all those guys, all these, he's, there's all these billionaires and guys that are worth $100 million that no one knows who they are. He's worth $28 million, $148 million, $300 million. Yes, sir. They're kids, drug addicts. He says, my biggest job with these guys was to make sure they didn't do drugs. They didn't do alcohol. So, but the, you know what the biggest problem with me was? He says, what's that? They typically came to me too late. They came to me too late that I couldn't do anything about it. Dude, this guy's never drank alcohol. He's never done drugs. He doesn't do that. I mean, that kind of stuff to come from that amount of opportunity to screw up, dude, that's not easy to do. Six bankruptcies. I mean, just when you run when you. No, look, people make mistakes in business. If you're not making mistakes, you're not really a businessman. Like, there's no question. I get it, right? And I'd cut him a, a lot of. I'd cut any business person a lot of slack for. You got a bankruptcy. You got two bankruptcies. It happens, brother. Six. 
He's never had a successful business. Trump stakes, Trump water, Trump uh, uh, casinos. You can't name a successful business. He ran, he bought an airplane uh, company. Instant, he put gold seats in a in an economy uh, uh, airline and immediately went bankrupt. He's terrible at business. But look, if you say it's personal, well, number one, it isn't because I'm giving you nuance on both sides. Okay, but having said that, look, it got personal when he uh, lost the election in 2020 and said, "Ah, screw it, I'm going to try a coup." I'm going to do these fake elector scheme. I'm going to try to rob America of its democracy just so I can stay in power. Screw that guy. And if any of you are voting for that guy who's totally un-American, who betrayed this country, you're nuts, and he won't ever leave office. He's a wannabe dictator. He always praises dictators, whether it's Xi in China, whether it's Kim Jong-un in North Korea, Putin. He's always saying, oh, they get all the applause when they walk in. No one is allowed to disagree with them. And then freedom, freedom, my ass. He hates freedom. He wants to take away everyone's freedom so that all the power goes to him, okay? So, no, Pat, look, you, you can— I'm not laughing at you. It's entertaining what you're saying, and— And, and it's I, 100 percent true. I, I can see— Okay, so let me ask you a different question. Who do you trust more, him or Biden? I don't trust either one of them. It's okay, not about trust. Fair. Okay, so, so so who do you who do you see more? If your choices are the two guys right now, are you going to sit this one out? Oh no way! I'm going to vote Biden. Because, okay, so because I want another election. I don't want. I don't. Okay. If you put Trump back in yeah. charge, there's at least a fifty percent chance we're never going to have another so, election. So let me ask you this other question to to the people. Who, when Hillary lost, you've seen that clip when Hillary lost. It's the it's one of the greatest. Uh, Bill Burr said it best when he was on Conan O'Brien. He says, "Look, man, forget about the the uh, Olympics, Russia, U.S. Forget about you know the home run. Forget about this." He says, "Dude, this guy beat Hillary Clinton. It's like the people lost their minds, right?" What did Hillary Clinton do for four years? You know what she did? She went around campaigning around what? Russia they stole the election. They stole the election. They stole the election. They, and we... What do you mean before, Pat? Before she was doing it with all that bullshit. Yeah. But no, it, but they didn't say that she, he physically stole the election. There's a giant, giant difference. Saying, oh, boo-hoo, which she did, of like, oh, ma, the Russians in, in, interfered in the election, which, by the way, they did, but not enough to make the difference, okay? But that's just crying after your loss. What, Whereas Donald Trump, no, said, had a scheme of fake electors yeah. to do a goddamn okay. coup. So I got a follow up Hillary did not do and that. She did and I conceded Hillary. And she did oh, actually oh, concede. Wait, wait, hold on. She conceded. So, well, here's my, here's my question, Jenk. So let's say you are Trump. You're, you're, you, you legitimately win the election. You Except, fight. You oh, fight. Oh, hold on, hold on. Don't use the word legitimately. Time out, yeah. time out. You won in 2016. You find out all these years later with the Durham report and all that shit that not only did Hillary help set up lawyers, the dossier, everything... How can you blame somebody for not trusting the FBI or the elect everything in 2020? That's a good question. That's I good wouldn't question. trust. Any, I wouldn't. Can I check, answer? Yeah, I wouldn't trust anybody. Okay, so look, when he asked for a recount, I said hell yeah. When he asked for a hand recount, I said hell yeah. Why? Progressives have been asking to verify elections for decades now, right? But when uh, some Bernie supporters back in 2016 said, "Oh no, Hillary stole the election from Bernie in the primaries," I said. Look, when you're talking about how they set up the debates, how they funneled uh, money from the donors through the state yeah. uh, Democratic parties, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay, But if you're talking about evidence of rigged elections, you have to come with freaking evidence. And our side didn't. So I said, no, I don't care how angry you get at me. Hillary Clinton did not steal the votes in those, in those elections in the primary in 2016. So when you get to Trump, did 
if he says, hey, I want to recount, great. But they did. They recounted three times. They did hand recounts. Then they went to court 60 times. And guys, this is definitive. He couldn't present one piece of evidence. He had 60 shots at it. You know why he couldn't present one piece of evidence? Because there is no evidence. There is no evidence, and he knows it. He made it up from day one. He's a giant liar. He's always been a pathological liar. And he came in and was like, oh, I don't like losing. I don't like losing. I don't like it. Oh, I think they stole it. They made up 7 million votes. Hugo Chavez, they blamed the Kraken. All these insane donkeys or mules or whatever the hell. Get out of here. Hey. All of MAGA, show me one piece of evidence in court, not BS. Oh, I said it on TV, doesn't that count? No, all you ever do is lie on TV. All the politicians lie on TV. Go to court, show the evidence. Until then, shut up and stop trying to steal elections and stop hating America. America is about elections, it's about democracy. So, so, by the way, you know, I will say this to you if you could. Uh, uh, I will say this to you. So, you're right when it comes down to. Uh, if you think the other person is guilty, show the proof and go through it. That's, That's the it. whole thing with innocent until proven guilty. Totally get it. But, bro, mainstream media ran for three and a half years that Trump, Russia, all that stuff. I'm not saying you. I'm saying mainstream media ran against them three and a half years every day. This guy thought Russia got him elected. I mean, people that we know, smart guys. But, that, brother, mainstream media hates progressives. They've destroyed our movement. I'm not, so I'm not, am I I'm saying, not, oh, I, we won the election? But, no, but, no. I, but I said to you, I said, in, not, in, not you. I right. said, not you. I said, mainstream media. But okay. my point is, Pat, you got to play the uh, playing field. That's true for me. That's true for Trump. Sure. Right? So, yes, mainstream media hates him. Yes, they did propaganda, propaganda against him yeah. for three and a half yeah. years. But that's the playing field, right? Totally get it. No, it's totally fine. They have the edge. Listen, Republicans, if they want to have that, go buy some Republican, go buy some uh, media companies and compete directly. Yeah. Musk is buying Twitter. Great. Go at it. Play your game if you're going to do what you're going to do. And Murdoch influences elections more than anyone else. Murdoch yeah. is right now more at a whole different place. He's no longer, he's not a yeah, team Trump guy. Anymore, you know that, bro. He's not. But where I was going to this, the following. Okay. So f the part for me that got confusing was the following. Okay. Do you remember during COVID, uh, I had a lady named Judy Mikovits on who used to work with uh, uh, Fauci in 1980s with the AIDS thing. Oh, my God. It was like, boom, 2 million views taken down. Short clip, strike, strike. What? Okay, let's interview this other guy. Boom. Strike, strike. Okay. All right. Boom. Strike. They took like 40 of our videos down during COVID. And we kept doing the interviews, and we were not like, well, this is 5G. Remember the whole 5G thing? Like, yeah, that fizzled out very quickly. Everybody thought it was a 5G. But there was a community that was like, well, this is what's going on. Here's what they're doing. This is what they're doing. Okay, cool. You know, we're like, all right, let's kind of take a look at to see what's going on. Election claims. Yeah, this is what they did. You know, the drop and da ba 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 Okay. Yeah, election fraud has been going on for a long time. Okay, this ain't anything new. It was something known for Democrats that would do a lot with John F. Kennedy, Dewey, all this stuff. And it's been going on for many, many years. Great. Okay, they're doing that. But if you put up any clips disputing it, guess what? You were getting strikes, and they were taking those videos down. Then two, three months ago, YouTube comes out and saying, moving forward, we're no longer taking those videos down. They can stay up, okay? Why would YouTube do that? Why would YouTube not allow it for two and a half years and all of a sudden YouTube, can you pull up that clip on YouTube, change our guidelines on election claim or whatever? Like, no, moving forward, we're not going to take it down and we're changing our guidelines for it. So I'm not saying one or the other, but did YouTube behind closed doors, are they worried about a Twitter files coming out? 
Uh, they're worried about, yeah, YouTube changes policy to allow false claims about past U.S. presidential elections. YouTube will stop removing content that falsely claims the 2020 election or other past U.S. presidential elections were marred by widespread fraud, errors, or glitches. The platform announced Friday. This is what, AP News? Less than two months ago. It's exactly two months ago, you know, is when they put it up. Why would they do that? I have a good theory. I'm curious. I want to hear your theory why they would do yeah, that. Yeah, because now every Republican believes it. Like eight out of ten Republicans believe it. So what are they going to do, ban every Republican? So I think they got to a point where they're like, we give up. Uh, every right-winger believes this nonsense that's totally made up. So we can't ban all the right-wingers, so we just got to let them say it. How much of it is, well, you know, these guys on Rumble are kind of... Picking up some Not steam. Not really. Rumble no? sucks. It's got no steam at all. Steven Crowder's career is dead. Everybody who's on Rumble is dead. Steven Crowder's career is dead. Of course. He went to Rumble. Three people watched there. That's a <laughs> terrible mistake. He should have taken the Daily Wire deal. I Forget politics, right? Daily Wire offers him $50 million. He could have stayed on YouTube. He would have been relevant and had more money. It was a disastrous decision by him. Look, I'm happy to be wrong. If it turns out Rumble mm -hmm. does great going forward, I'll come back and say I was wrong. But I, I'm Who telling you, anybody guys on Rumble, Rumble right now? Obviously, Fresh and Fit is on there. Sneako's on there. Not that I mean, they're in look, the political. You'll find two or three people who are getting views, yeah. but on YouTube, the whole world is getting views. Right. Right? YouTube has taken over the planet, and that's part of why they're doing this because they're like, "What are we going to do? Not allow any right wingers on YouTube?" But if you guys say they're a little worried about competition, fair, no problem. I'm sure they considered that their business. People. So we got two theories so far. Your theory is eight out of ten Republicans believe the election was fraud. So that's like, hey, let's not lose a Republican. Republicans buy shoes as well. That's kind of like your angle, what you're taking. You're saying Rumble's giving them competition maybe that's it maybe let's add twitter in it because twitter's eventually going to be doing video so i think actually twitter's a bigger fear to youtube than rumble is probably no matter how much they trash twitter i think twitter's going to eventually figure it out i don't think elon's elon's a guy that gives up easily it's called he, x now let's have, let's have I, a little respect I, 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 I don't i don't know how to say i'm gonna yeah. x uh, uh go read my x i just exceeded something it's kind of weird right so but we'll adjust to it yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll adjust to it but to me that was kind of weird when they did that and and you know, my other theory was maybe, you know, the whole, like I said earlier, Twitter files information came out. How many people on the uh, Fauci side were, you know, embarrassed on what's going on? Even Rand Paul came out here and announces official criminal referral Fauci COVID is a lie. Uh, page 11. I'll read this story here, Rob, if you want to pull it up. Senator Rand Paul made an official criminal referral to the Department of Justice accusing Dr. Anthony Fauci of perjury perjury during this testimony about COVID-19 and funding gain-of-function research in China's Wuhan lab. Paul called for an investigation into Fauci's knowledge of dangerous virus research. Fauci faced criticism after release emails revealed he knew about gain-of-function research in Wuhan lab. Despite denying it during previous testimony, the Government uh, uh, Accountability Office confirmed Wuhan Institute of Virology and Wuhan University received NIH funding for coronavirus research. The debate over COVID-19 origin continues, with some officials uh, suspecting a lab leak theory due to the Wuhan lab's location and research history, while other, others support a natural spillover event uh, uh, from animals. So are they afraid that maybe a YouTube files is going to come out and they're going to show behind closed doors communication with Fauci about not allowing those types of videos to be shown? I don't know. Are they, uh, are Twitter, YouTube files going to come out, email saying, hey, you can't let them show these clips about 
you know, what they're doing with the election and what happened to it and those videos with this mules and all this stuff. You can't let that. Those guys got to be taken down. This is creating too much momentum. Maybe. Could it be that uh, they uh, were afraid for maybe additional stuff to come out with communication with Biden? I don't know. Like, I remember when they changed. One of my favorite things about YouTube, I don't know if you like this or not. I loved it. When you could give a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love the thumbs down yeah. thing because uh, I'm too. like, we would do a video. I'm like, damn, I thought this was a good video. They hated this video. You know, you know, the ratios was so bad with thumbs down to thumbs up. Biden's videos. I don't know if you remember this, okay, dude. When he was campaigning, it was like twenty eight thousand likes, six hundred thousand dislikes. Yeah, it was bad. Like every video's <laughs> yeah, like it was bad to dislike ratio was astronomical. It got so bad, and out of nowhere. During election, they said, uh, due to mental and anxiety for kids, we're going to get rid of thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So feelings yeah. over logic. Yeah. Well. So, you, you know, some of this stuff maybe for me where YouTube is sitting there saying Twitter's becoming real competition. We the last thing we want is the government to start investigating some of our emails on what we did and what if this stuff leaks. Yeah. That could and, be a theory. And, and check, if, if we're going to talk about cheating, the FBI working with the White House or just do to, to censor stories and don't put out, you know, the, the how many was it? 80% of voters or, or 75 were like, if we knew about the Hunter Biden laptop and what Biden, everything that's coming out right now, we wouldn't have voted for him. That's if we're going to talk about interference and cheating, the guy that's sitting in right now, and I know you're not, a, you're not a fan. Nope. I don't think anybody at this point is, but that is hands down cheating with, with the department of justice. And now it's, it's like, man, eh, nobody. Nobody really cares. But I mean, look, you can make the same argument for if James Comey hadn't come out with the Anthony Weiner laptop, Hillary Clinton wins, right? And so did they rig the election in favor of Donald Trump the first time around? So there's a ton of factors that go into an election. In terms of YouTube, uh, I think they mainly took it away for, like, political correctness slash mental health reasons, et cetera. When I'm, but I don't mean it for Biden. I mean it like kids these days are very upset if anyone does a thumbs down. Who cares? Right? They need that. No, because they care about kids because that's a huge, huge part of their audience. But in terms of Biden, of course he gets 600,000 dislikes. Why? Two reasons. Number one, he's a fake politician and people don't like fake politicians on YouTube. And number two, because the Republican troll army is gigantic. They Like the Democratic trolls are Barely exists, although now on the radical left there's some, right? But but the right wing is all trolls, so they're of course yeah. they're good. But those are look, Pat. I know YouTube, and it's a giant business. Those are minuscule concerns for them. Now, if you're going to get to Fauci, that's an interesting topic. Okay, so I'm a huge believer in vaccines. I think those vaccines saved uh, millions of lives. I think they were great. I think the scientists in the world are correct. Bob on Facebook is incorrect. Now, having said that. We do nuance. Truth matters, right? It's not about ideology. So was it a lab leak? Probably, okay? And I said that well over two years ago because first thing they come out and they say, okay, we got a a, a COVID outbreak here uh, right next to the Wuhan lab on virology. And I'm like, (laughs) well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, right? Or a virologist. Right. And then they said, no, all the scientists have weighed in and it wasn't a lab leak. I go, okay, I believe in scientists. So I said, I I guess it wasn't, although it looks, but I guess it wasn't. And then they put out a statement like around middle of 2021, early 2021. They're like, "Uh, we were kind of lying about that. And and the scientists don't agree. I was like, oh, that's it. I'm out. It's definitely like, I don't, I can't say it's definitely a lab leak because I don't have the evidence, right? Mm -hmm. But Logically, it is very likely to be a lab leak. And check, yeah. check Remember out- the uh, the um, 
John Stewart going on Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Remember that whole reaction? It was so funny. And this was when the lab, like, if you even brought up the lab leak, it was like, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, why? Everything you just said was absolutely correct because the the leak came right in Wuhan, right next to the Wuhan Virologist Institute of lab leaks. You know, like, what? Okay. (laughs) But John Stewart went on there, this one, and he basically was like, Essentially stating exactly what you're saying is like, but you want me to believe that a bat made out with the pangolin and yeah. that's it. Yeah, they had a, yeah, it's like, yeah. it just makes sense. And by the way, when they put out things like that, and it turns out it was like four government scientists, yeah. when they put out statements like that, they do great damage to science mm-hmm. because then they lose credibility. Correct. And then when trust 99% the science. and 99% now, trust of scientists say something, you, we need people yes. to believe them. It's I agree with really you. important. And so they're still playing around with some things around around political correctness, and so it's, it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. No, you have to follow actual science, right, and not for, leave ideology behind. And how do you feel, Trang, about, like, uh, Pat, who's that guy that um, RFK was like, I'll, they'll debate the guy, but he was Peter like, Hotez. Peter Hotez, and he's like, well, like, how do you feel about them? Like, literally, like, like an RFK, I don't know, I don't know how yeah, you feel I, about him, I'm interested to see. But if you're a scientist, what are you scared about to sit there and talk with a guy that's not a scientist, but... He's dedicated his entire life to this this world. Why wouldn't you want to show the world, like, hey, I'll debunk whatever this RFK character is going to talk about? Why why wouldn't they do that? I, I know the specific answer to that because yeah. I know RFK Jr. from a long time ago because he was, you know, a significant uh, left winger uh, yeah. for a long time. Environmental ago. lawyer, yeah. Yeah. lawyer, yeah. yeah, and he was actually a really good lawyer and and cares a lot about the environment. So another nuanced guy, okay. Yeah. So he asked me to find scientists to debate him on vaccines well before COVID because he's always been against vaccines, right? And I went and tried because I thought we like exchange of ideas. We allow for disagreements on TYT, right? So, uh, And I asked a bunch of scientists to do it, and they wouldn't do it. Why? At the time, there wasn't as much skepticism about vaccines, and they're like, so if I go on, it seems like a 50-50 debate when it's not a 50-50 debate. It's not me. It's every scientist in the world versus RFK Jr. Yeah. But if they're watching that debate, they can't get a sense of that. That's point one. Yep. And point two, I'm not great at debating. I'm great at science, yeah. right? And so if this guy beats me in a debate because he does some rhetorical tricks or something, I've set science back instead of forward. That's why they didn't want to do it. Nowadays, I think there's a better argument to do it. Find a great you know, debater among the scientists. you got to find one or two, right? Mm-hmm. And have them say over and over again the thing that is true. 99% of the world's doctors and 99% of the world's scientists believe in these vaccines and they believe in mm-hmm. them for a reason. And by the way, we're now doing the same thing fundamentalist Muslims did. When we, and, and I researched this when RFK Jr. asked me about it however many years ago, five, seven, eight years ago, right? Uh, and like uh, they were doing polio vaccines in Pakistan and they're like, oh yeah, the Christians are trying to put, you know, something in our blood and we don't want it. Not all of Pakistan, but some portions, the ones that are closer to Afghanistan. And then because they didn't get the vaccines, polio struck. And then when their kids were disabled, they're like, no, please, please, American scientists come back. Okay. But it was too late by that. Now our own Christian fundamentalists are doing the same thing. No, I don't want the vaccine. They're going to put a chip in me. Dude, Elon Musk is trying to put chips in your brain and you're yeah. okay with it. But you thought there was some 5G crap in your in the vaccine? No, vaccines save lives. There's a story out today that hundreds of thousands more Republicans died because they didn't take the vaccine. You're only hurting yourself. We were trying to help you. But look, now the danger has passed in terms of like spreading it to other people. Now it's turned into basically a common cold. So if you don't want to take the vaccine, have at it, Hoss. Don't take it. I don't care at all because it's your business, not my business. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes just an issue of freedom. Then you're right. Yep. But before it was an issue of spreading it to other people. Mm-hmm. Got you.
Well, I mean, you're saying that, you know, where you're talking about the vaccine saved so many lives, all this other stuff. You have one of two positions to take there, okay, when you say that. And this kind of works against Trump, by the way, because it's his own side that didn't take the vaccine. When he says, no, I'm the one that did, you know, warps, you know, sped it Operation up. Operation yeah, If it wasn't for me, which he's right, he's the guy that did it and sped up the process. And Pfizer announced the vaccine a week after election, actually three or four days after election when it was finally approved it's going to come out. Versus coming out two days before they could have announced it. Yeah, so we know, fishy, we know some yeah. of that stuff that's kind of fishy, right? So. You know, what, what do you say to these stories that's coming out? Athletes, you know, passing out. Bronny James, LeBron James the other day, middle USC, you know, uh, is a myocarditis. And, you know, the athlete Hamlin from Buffalo Bills. And you're seeing more and more yeah. and more videos. Colombian and it's creating that World Cup soccer level of skepticism with yeah. the side effects of a, a COVID vaccine because they only had nine months to test it out. And how do we know it was fully good and, the, the you know, side effects that it has? How do you respond to that now? So uh, science on that one is unsettled. So uh, some people, Fair. like there's a lot of people making up stuff. Oh, I got a shoulder ache. I got a backache. That's got nothing to do with vaccines, <laughs> okay? But now on that heart issue, uh, they've changed the numbers twice, okay? So they said it was a lot more rare. Then they said it's a little less rare. Now it's a little less rare, right? Now, by the way, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't necessarily take the vaccine because, hey, the vaccine side effects could affect, you know, 10% of people, but... If you don't take the vaccine, 20% could die, right? So vaccines, again, it doesn't mean you just don't take it. But but there could be an argument totally unsettled. I'm not saying this is the case. I'm saying they got to look a lot more into it. And for God's sake, let them do actual science without political interference from either side, right? So look into it more, and it might make sense that the young don't take the vaccine. I was just right? going to say, there's no reason why at, he's 18 now, so it would have been 16 at the time, yeah. let's say. A 16-year-old, world-class, all-American athlete like a Brownie James should even consider taking the vaccine. Yeah, it makes no sense. No, I now if you. Grandma James, who's 88 years old, wants to take the vaccine, go for it. Yeah, if you want to take it, obviously go for it. But to be mandated for a young, healthy guy, that makes no sense. I, I hear you on all that, and I'm just gonna say one last thing about that, guys. So a lot of people misunderstand science. So when I say the science is unsettled, that's because they haven't done enough studies yet, right? That doesn't mean, oh, they're rigging it and they're mm -hmm. changing yeah, the numbers. No, you change the numbers, there's more facts come in, right? Yeah. And that's ultimately RFK's but, entire but, point, but, but, is it not? But, not exactly. But, RFK's always been against vaccines, but, and, and but, I've never supported it. I think but he's more about fair, against mandating vaccines without them being tested. That's the point. I don't think he's about, no, well, vaccines are all bad. He goes, we need the testing. Yeah, he's but not, I he's not for all. I, yes and no. I, I've read the whole book. I don't know if you read his whole book no. or not. I've read the whole book cover to cover. Very, very technical book. It's not a book you read and it's like a, you know, you have to be ready when you read that book and set the phone aside, get away from the kids to be able to read that book. But, you know, it, it, I think you sound reasonable right now when I'm listening listen to you. Just to be fair with you, you sound very reasonable. You, you took, how many boosters did you take, by the way? Uh, probably, uh, I took three shots overall, I think. Oh, so you took the two shots and one booster. No, I took uh, uh, Johnson & Johnson. So I took one shot in the beginning and then got two. Two boosters. Okay, yeah. got it. Fair. So I haven't taken anything, by the way. I'm not, I, I didn't take any of it. In our family, my dad took everything plus four boosters. And he is the most conservative guy in our family. So he's not a... Like, you know, he's far on a complete, uh, he's an imperialist. He's a shot guy. So just kind of, if you want to see where he's at. Our nanny took it. Uh, I didn't take it. My wife didn't take it. Our kids didn't take it. But, 
when you see this thing, the, the biggest concern for me with this is this report came on New York Times reports, coronavirus that's overcounted by 30% on paragraph 17. You can find this. And we went to New York Times. We found it. We're like, yeah, you know, we overcounted it maybe by about 30%. These types of reports that's coming out, it, 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 I'm not going to debate. We're, this is not a debate. I'm just going to give my thoughts and we'll go to the next issue. Yeah. The part that was a little bit concerning with this was, again, going back to the judgmental side, dude, people got out of the military before not wanting to take the vaccine. It was the force part. When you say, yeah, of course, we don't have enough data. We get data and the facts change and numbers. Don't. Yeah, you're, I agree. I totally agree. But allow me to have the level of uh, uh, the option to say, can I see a little bit more until side effects happens for me to want to take it? Sure. No. If you don't, you're fired. If you don't this, if you don't this. That was the part that I think they played their cards in a way that completely lost the trust of the populace in a big way where they forced it down people's throat without being able to see what the real consequences were. But I want to ask you about RFK since uh, Vinny brought it up. And uh, um, uh, I do know you also have two announcements to make. We got one more hour just so you know whenever you're ready to announce that you let us know. But, guys, if you're watching this, you're enjoying this podcast with Jenk. This is our second time doing it. Uh, some of you guys are like, well, how come you haven't talked about this? How come you haven't talked about that? We talked about a lot of stuff last time. You can always go watch the last podcast we did together. But if you're enjoying today's show, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Also, we got a live podcast town hall that's coming up this Friday with Vivek Ramaswani at our other building where uh, he'll be there with myself for two hours to address questions with the audience. Uh, I know the first two tier tickets have sold out. We got a couple general tickets left. Text the word, three one, uh, the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Again, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132 to get the link uh, to registered for the event with Vivek that's coming up this Friday. So, okay, RFK. Uh, we can either put them together. I'll actually put both of them together and can respond, you know, collectively with both of them. RFK, when I interviewed him the first time three years ago during COVID, I never thought he's going to run. Like, that was never like, RFK is going to run? And I don't even know if he wanted to run. I don't know. You know how some people for years, like DeSantis, I feel like he's been wanting to run his entire life. Hillary, I feel like she's wanted on her entire life. Mitt Romney. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, we can give a list. You know who these guys are. It's on yeah. the list. Totally. <laughs> I don't think RFK was on that list. I don't think he cared to run, you know, want to do it. Vivek, maybe. I think Vivek is ambitious enough to think that he thought he would be the youngest president ever. I can actually believe that. I'm 50-50 there. Why do you think of Vivek that's almost passed up DeSantis, okay, why is Vivek and RFK, why are they doing so well uh, in this election? Why do you think they're doing so well? Yeah, two totally different reasons. So, uh, and I polled this, uh, and I haven't told anybody about this poll before, and I'll tell you. Uh, on the Democratic side, there is a great hunger for someone who is not Joe Biden. Now, that's a well-known fact, but we polled it. And almost every, anybody on a one-to-one -one matchup against Biden like you could put in Bob Smith, Jim Jablowski, made up name. <laughs> love right? Jim Jablowski. Love that guy. That's my guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we should actually do it. Run a poll and put Jim Jablowski. Jim Jablowski. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, they would. Yeah. There's a random guy in Wisconsin named Jim Jablowski. He's like, I'm running for president. Yo, yeah. this is happening. <laughs> and we did it. We did that poll. Included, I put my own name in. I put in a bunch of progressives. All of us got 20% or higher. Yeah. Okay. You're right. There's so, a yearning for him yeah. not to be the president. Yeah. Correct. RFK is, is not actually popular. When 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 I, I talked to Marianne Williamson's campaign, okay. you said RFK is actually not popular. Yeah. So they just don't know who he is. They're not going to him because of his anti-vaccine stance, anti-establishment stance. 
They're going to him because his last name is Kennedy. That is, and true. they're like, "Oh, that's better than Jablowski." Stop, guys. Okay. Adam, you're saying that is true. It is true. You no, I'm saying his last. That's not. Okay. I'm not agreeing that it's the only reason. Dude, if but that's his last the case, name some has people cachet. think the other Kennedy Republican on the other side with the accents related to I, the Kennedy, I, I, really and he's not the guy with the. He could have been a comedian. He's yeah, hilarious. But that's okay. why he was elected, Pat, I, because he sounds like. Uh, it's like is that But he's actually not a Kennedy. So. Anyone there? So, and by the way, Kenneth, uh, RFK Jr. and Marianne combined have about twenty points. Yeah. Like, er, so they're twenty percent of Democrats are like, I'll give it to anyone not named Biden. About I don't 80% want that. Eighty percent of that is RFK. Twenty percent of his Marianne. That's, that's yeah, true. To be fair, but but to be fair, Kennedy's a giant name versus Marianne, and Correct. Marianne's been smeared by the media, et cetera. Right. So, but if you're saying, is there an anti-establishment vibe in the Democratic Party? Hell yes. Hell yes. It's larger than 20%. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think Bernie almost caught Hillary? Yep. And by the way, I He should have been the candidate. He should have been. Of course. Yeah, of course. Bernie would Hillary, Trump. Hillary did her, her due diligence with the DNC and they screwed Debbie him over Wasserman. That was his chance. They screwed 100%. him over. Yeah. yeah. And look, I said Bernie could win back in 2013, three years before he closed a 50-point lead, right? Yep. And why? Because there's this great hunger for don't Give me fake politicians. Yeah. And they all they stay have all these stupid mythology yeah. that no one believes. Oh, Joe Biden's the boy from Scranton. No, he's a boy from Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not blind. We saw him in Washington for the last Scranton 50 years. 60 years. I mean, yeah, let's get, get let's the get hell out of here yeah. with Scranton, okay? <laughs> Scranton. No one believes that horse crap. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, and I fought Corn Pop. And she, shut up. So, <laughs> yeah. like, nobody <laughs> a believes. A lifetime like, ago. Uh, by the way, shockingly, the Corn Pop story turned out to be true. So I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and by, by the way, Biden lies all the time, and the mainstream media covers for him. Big time. So, yes, there's a hunger. He's the, the goat of that area, though. Relying, would you say you'd put him at the top as the goat? No, Trump's always stop. Like, no, man. are you kidding me? Trump doesn't, doesn't the guy stop lying. Doesn't use it. every every speech he ever gave teleprompter was he written by somebody cancer. else. Wait, he he used, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The no, guy but that, plagiarizing but, and no, no. But there's, the but there's a difference between known lying and not known lying. Like Trump is knowingly lying, whereas Biden is just literally forgetful it's, it's, and dementia. Just out of curiosity, don't, guys, We're, don't ever. I I'm 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 putting my foot down here. Don't ever ever. <laughs> Undermine the goat of all time of lying, President Joe Biden. Don't ever do yeah. that again. He's That's no. an insult. Okay. No this goat. is a guy no that does it in a way. I never talked to my son about his business straight dealings. look on his look, face. Pull it's up just the amount of goat. lies in first term. He's like, the goat. Keep going. I'm, I'm Go ahead. Curious, Jane, where, where was amount the amount of lies Trump versus Biden? Was Newsom? Did you put Newsom on the list of the of the people that? Yeah. Yeah. What, so, what did he do? Newsom did uh, better than the rest when yeah. we put a, a laundry list together. Yeah. But he didn't. Do, but what I found interesting about it was that he didn't jump out. Got like it. it wasn't like, oh, Newsom's head and yeah. shoulders above you everyone think he's else. Running. Well, it depends. So everyone in the establishment. Look, guys, I, I'll be honest with you. Some people thought one of my announcements was that I'm going to announce to run for president, right? And I thought about it. And I'll tell you why I thought about it. Uh, it's because this this voting base is super hungry for an actual anti-establishment mm -hmm. person who's actually progressive, right? So RFK Jr.'s got issues with progressive. Marianne's a wonderful person, but she's 
mainstream media has done incredible damage to her uh, and her perception of credibility, right? If you give me one strong progressive, we'd run through this field like a hot knife through butter, and we'd run through Biden. Bernie Sanders' number one problem was that he refused to attack Biden. And we all know this. I know everyone in his campaign. They've said it publicly now. They had notes for him to go attack him during a debate, and he wouldn't do it. And honestly, he prioritizes friendship with Biden over all of his voters. And so I love Bernie, but that broke my heart. And so if you said to me, Bernie running again, I'd say no, because he's not going to run. He's not. He's going to get in the race and then tell you Biden is great. No, that's, that doesn't help at all, right? But you give me one strong progressive, and we could definitely beat Biden. I got so desperate, I thought about myself, right? Why and, didn't you? Uh, so look, there's... You'd have to run as a third party. You can't run no, as a no, Democrat. I'd run as a Democrat. No way I'd run as a You'd third You'd get party. smoked. No, I wouldn't. You would get smoked. No, no, no. You would get destroyed. Absolutely. They not. would never let oh, a guy Biden, like yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, Biden, they would. Yeah, they yeah. would make you look like yeah. shit. Quick. So look, I, I ran for Congress once, and I got eviscerated by mainstream media. Yeah. People say, "Hey, why did you lose so badly?" Well, if I had read, you got five point four percent. No, I got six. Oh, I got all the way up to six point six. Six point six percent. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, have a little respect. No, no, no. It was two, one, one of them was five point four percent. Then you went up to six point six. You know why? They they still didn't stop. California is incompetent in a lot of ways that, that Democrats don't acknowledge, and they never stopped. They only counted seventy six percent of the vote. If I was Trump, I would say I won. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. But why did I get only six point six percent? Because. Los Angeles Times, New York Times, CNN, all told people that I was anti-Muslim, anti-Semitic, anti-black, sexist, you, uh, into bestiality, what? every lie in the world. And the New York Times printed it like it was true. And so uh, what I would tell people is, if I saw that written about a candidate, I would vote against them. I'm originally Muslim. I don't want to vote against someone who's anti-Muslim. And they never gave me the mic. So they never gave me an opportunity to respond and if you don't have an opportunity to respond and mainstream media smears you, you're mm -hmm. done. You have no chance at what all. What makes you so think why it would be I, any different why would it this be time different? around? Yeah. Why would it be different in the presidential? Because, and I'll tell this to any progressive who's thinking of running and who's got any kind of courage, okay? Look, guys, the presidential level is totally different. There's all sorts of press. They, they almost can't deny you press. Here I am on this show. I can go on almost any right-wing show. I can go almost on any online media show, and so could any strong progressive. You can go on OAN. You can go on Newsmax. Eventually, you'll get on the Fox News. Look at what Vivek's doing. Vivek was nobody, nobody, nobody. Like, let's be honest. I'm 10,000 times more famous than Vivek yeah. before he started, right? As of six not months now, ago. though. No, yeah, but not now. Why? Because yeah. yeah. Vivek is using media. You don't, in the past, mainstream media had a monopoly. And, and during 2016, they still had that monopoly. And so that's why the Bernie run was miraculous, miraculous. And the press shut him out completely. In 2015, as he's doing a historic run, ABC spent seven seconds talking about him in primetime wow. news. Seven seconds. They spent more, like, uh, all of the networks combined spent, like, four times the amount of time talking about Joe Biden, who didn't run in 2016, yeah. than they did about Bernie Sanders, who closed a 50-point lead. So the mainstream media is the most biased. They, and, uh, well, look, they're tied I, with Fox News. They're all horrible. But you give me a strong progressive, you let me do strategy for them. And we will manage that Who's a system. Who's progressive? Give me two or three. There's, look, this is the game that everybody plays, right? So the minute I name a, a name, everybody goes, oh, no way. It's a progressive real way. Oh, they have no credibility, et cetera. So, look, I know she lost two races, right? But Nina Turner, it, 
and and those two races would be used against her. She lost two congressional races, right? Who is that? Senator Nina Turner. She's loud. She's, uh, uh, she's a shit talker. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, uh, Tina Turner, though, the real one. Who's no, Nina no, so Turner? The, the, yeah, she is a Nina. Turner. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with her. Yeah, Nina Turner was the chairman of uh, uh, one of the chairmen's. Uh, you think of she Bernie has Sanders a chance campaign. to be the president of the United States? Oh hell yeah, dude. Okay, so no, I know, but that's no. what everybody says. No, Look, you're, no, no, no. The no, no, you're 100 percent wrong. Okay, so you're buying into mainstream media, and I'll tell I'm you just, why. I know. No, I'll tell you why. The that's the president said. of the United States right there. Goddamn right. If she ran, Jank. Okay, relax. Dude. So I no, mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's y'all. No, no, but this is you're doing exactly what I predicted ahead of time, right here. A minute ago, okay? The minute I name any progressive, you go, oh, no, I haven't heard of them. No, mainstream media says they I, suck. I, I, oh, no way, no way. Hey, she doesn't look right. I mean, you, you yeah. don't even know no, anything no, about no, her. No, first of all, no, I have first, seen her speak. first of all, just so you know, I had no clue what she looked like because the only face I know is Twitter and the videos there. I go based on what she said. The stuff she says is super extreme to get No, like, it's not. I'm just telling you, from my side, I'm watching what some of the stuff that she says. She sounds extreme, but go ahead and say why you so think she would have a shot. She's anti-establishment, okay? So if she was on this show, and maybe you should get her on the show, she would tell you things incredibly similar to what I'm saying. So we don't buy in to establishment Democrats. We don't buy into mainstream media. And when we don't, they smear the living hell out of us, okay? They smeared me. They smeared her. They smeared every progressive I'll name. But I'll name a non-progressive to catch your attention because... I, you know, because we've all been brainwashed into thinking no progressive could ever win, right? Uh, John Stewart, he'd clean Joe Biden's clock. He'd beat him in a landslide. I don't disagree. Right? I don't yeah. disagree. So just give me someone who's no. kind of progressive, and I will beat Joe Biden. Okay, so John Stewart's uh, so, biggest problem but, is only five seven. But let me, <laughs> but let me, but you remember though that what that, he that does is, a real is thing. he does something that's very interesting. Is he plays a joke towards height, towards his height? Where I don't know if you've seen when he did it with Bill O'Reilly, and he had this thing that brought him all the yeah, way up yeah, to be yeah. taller than yeah. him. Hilarious. So that in itself, guess what it does? Day one, it's self-deprecation. No, nobody, nobody gives a shit about your height. It's over with. I'm with you. Yeah. So 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 I don't. Yeah. So so going back to that. So you know. Where are you going with your announcement? Do you want to do you want to give it now? You want to wait till the end of the yeah? Uh, no, the show? no, I, I can talk about it. Look, I decided not to run. So look, I have two giant hurdles. Uh, so number one is, uh, you know, they'll bring up the election. Oh, you lost the congressional race. How could you possibly win the presidential race, etc.? I can get beyond it, but it's a hurdle and it's a pain in the ass. Hurdle. Lincoln lost most of his races. Yeah. So and the second thing is, I was I wasn't born in America. Now, in reality, you can definitely run for president. Patrick, good news for you. You could run for president. Law review articles say absolutely. Fifth Amendment got rid of that earlier part of the Constitution. It's total mythology that we can't run. And by the way, there's 45 million Americans that are naturalized citizens. It is the last allowed discrimination where they say 15% of the country is not fully American. They can't run for president. When it isn't even true, the Fifth Amendment, the fourth. Here, I'll give you a sense of it so you know for sure. Fifth Amendment, 14th Amendment, frees the slaves, gives them 100% rights. They were not natural-born citizens. No one disputes that. When they were born as slaves, they were not natural-born citizens. After the Fifth and 14th Amendment, could they run for president? Of course. Of course they could run for president because those amendments amend the earlier part of the Constitution. And I'm sick of every time I meet someone, and Pat, this probably happens to you too, oh, you're a citizen. Oh, where were you born? Oh, you weren't born here. Ha ha, you can't run for president. And we all think that that's okay. Like, I get it. People who do it, they're just, they're, on, like, they're innocent. They're, they don't mean any harm by it, right? 
But we, every one of us, Ted Lu brought came from Taiwan when he was five years old. What are we questioning his loyalty to America? Are we questioning your loyalty to America? Are we questioning my loyalty to America? That's actually deeply problematic. So it's totally alive. But it would be a giant hurdle. The minute I announced, everyone in mainstream media would say he's eliminated. Don't even think about him. Don't even talk about him. He wasn't born in America. He's not 100% American. And everybody would be like, bravo, great discrimination. We love it. We love it. And nobody even notices, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I need someone without those two hurdles. And Nina's got the two hurdles because she lost those two elections, right? And I get it. That's real politic, right? But, if she, but give me someone like that. And by the way, there's progressive businessmen. And, and people don't think about that. And they have a lot of credibility, right? And so, and the press would treat them uh, with credibility because they're wealthy. So those guys could run. There's a ton of people who could run and who could win. And look at what Vivek is doing. It's so easy. And why is Vivek uh, successful? Because number one, he's actually going on media. Most corporate politicians hide from media because they're fake. They're phonies. They don't want... You think they're going to come on a podcast like this and get grilled on actual questions? Do you think they're going to come on Young Turks? They did in 2016. You should see the interviews I did with Tim Ryan, Tulsi Gabbard, etc. Those who, are who really harsh won't interviews. Do it. Who won't do it? The corporate politicians won't you utilize the rest of media. They'll only go on mainstream media. If you utilize Can you give all me some of, of those media, names, like who's corporate politicians, left uh, and right? Uh, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Do you put uh, Mitch DeSantis McConnell, as corporate Marco, politician? Yeah, totally. Yeah. People, and by the way, to be fair to DeSantis, a lot of people on the left say he's a fascist. No, I disagree with a lot of his positions, including the racial stuff, the gender identity stuff, etc. But no, he's not a fascist. The fascist ends democracy. There's only one fascist. That's Donald Trump. Donald Trump did fake electors to end a democracy. That's, but if you misuse the word, that's, and that goes to one of my announcements. Like, look, I'm declaring Young Turks mainstream progressive. And so that's kind of bold because it's a made-up category. And when I say it, people, I, people all over the internet hate me, right, in every different faction. And they'll say, oh, who is Jake? You're going to make up mainstream progressive. Well, I'm not going to follow that. Nobody's going to follow that. Well, I'm planting a flag. TYT is home of progressives. That's the whole network. You're a leftist. You're mainstream progressive. You're a moderate Democrat. No problem. Everybody come to TYT, okay? Home of progressives. But Young Turks, the flagship show that Anna and I do, we're mainstream progressive because I'm sorry, but I don't agree with the leftists. I don't agree with the radical left, right? So I don't agree with the establishment, and I don't agree with those guys. So we've got to have a home for us. And if you brought me a mainstream progressive that doesn't have some of the radical positions you guys are worried about, we win, we win, we win, okay? But I, I tried. I asked a lot of people to run. And you know the number one uh, that thing that people are worried about when I ask progressives about running? They all say the same thing. Mainstream media. Mainstream media will bury us. They will try to destroy our lives. In the old days, they did assassinations. Now they do character assassinations. We saw that. They did that with your favorite guy, Trump. They did that for God knows how many years, right? Now, look, that's he is the, the ultimate character assassination guy. Big time. Yet, yes and no. So, yes, definitely they character assassinated him. But he reminds me of the Jeff Sucker quote he, as to why they fired him at CNN. He had the relationship internally. He's like, I loaded a gun and handed it to him, and they shot me with it. Right. Trump is loading gun after gun here. I'll break this law. I'll break this law. I'll take the documents home. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he's handing loaded gun after loaded gun to the people who want to assassinate his character in the first place. Right. And he makes in, it in easy. A, for you're them. saying what? OK. Yeah. You're saying That's exactly he is. Exactly what Chris Cuomo basically highlighted when we interviewed Cuomo. Well, 
Yeah, but well, by the like, way, what's your relationship with Chris Cuomo? What do you think about Chris? I like Chris. Okay. And so I get heat for liking Chris, but I like Chris. You know why I like him? Why is that? Because he's open-minded. And yeah. so he actually is more, uh, a lot more establishment Democrat than yeah. I am. We disagree on a lot of the policies, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I, his brother I can't stand. <laughs> uh, but, but Chris is the only guy who ever had progressives on his show in cable news. No one else ever has progressives. Interesting. Yeah. He's like also you, like a super you guys, likable guy in person. Oh, he's, in person. He's, he's, he'll enormously. have Bill O'Reilly. He'll have everybody. Yeah, he'll yeah he's and, enormously and, and, likable. And check, when you yeah. say you don't like his brother, what, what's the... Oh, Andrew Cuomo's the definition of a corrupt establishment Democrat. I mean, you give him any kind of money, he'll do you any favor. And the real estate interest in New York totally owned Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo uh, took out progressive after progressive in New York, Put in, uh, he purposely reduced the power of the Democratic Party. Uh, did a splinter group that a group that he authorized to pretend that they had to share power with Republicans so he could do his donors' bidding. Like no one does the donors' bidding better than Andrew Cuomo. That's why when Trump, uh, in the beginning, if you remember, before Joe Biden, before anyone else, before uh, Andrew Cuomo ran into trouble, all of the liberals, like the establishment Democrats. We're like, oh, yeah, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's doing so good with COVID. Oh, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. Why? Whenever you see a lot of people talking in the press about positively about one guy, that is almost always propaganda. Like, and here's how you know Biden might be on his way out. All of a sudden, a glowing piece in one of the, uh, uh, I forget if it was Vanity Fair or one of the other pieces, uh, magazines about Gretchen Whitmer. Out of nowhere, the governor of Michigan. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's our, our savior. I'm like, why? Do we need saving? And then Gavin Newsom's all over TV. Right. You know what that means? They're getting the ready. cavalry ready. Yep. Because, by, look, Biden. As they should, though. And yeah. they should, because, look, my number one problem with Biden isn't the, how conservative he is. No, but, but it's, it's, is it hot or is it just me? Is, is it a little hot in yeah. here? Okay, can we crank up the AC? Because I'm trying to see if the. Okay, go for it. So now. My number two with problem with Biden is the, that he's a corporatist, he's a liar, it's all that stuff. My number one problem with him is he's going to lose. Like, we're playing with fire. We talked about it with Oppenheimer. So if Trump is as bad as I think he is, would I want to run a super weak old man who doesn't even want to campaign against him? Yeah. A, a guy whose popularity is oftentimes in the 30s? Here's a giant lie of the mainstream media. Only Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump. Wait, Why? First of all, tons of people can beat Donald Trump. Donald Trump's in the 30s in approval rating. Uh, Jim Jablowski can beat Donald Trump. The only, people, the only people who can't beat Donald Trump are establishment Democrats who are deeply unpopular because they're fakes and they're phonies, right? So they say, oh, Biden beat him last time. He beat him by 43,000 votes in three swing states. It doesn't matter how much he won the popular vote by. He, the Electoral College, he only won by the skin of his teeth. And he was 15 points higher at that point. The Democrats are walking into a slaughter with their eyes wide open and saying, I would rather lose to Trump than have a progressive as our candidate. So, so, so let's, let's stay on this. So number one, uh, two announcements, three announcements. You're not running. Two, Young Turks is now the progressive mainstream media is what you're calling it. Is that fair what I said? Mainstream progressive. Mainstream progressive. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mainstream progressive. And three, Justice is coming. Uh, put the link down. The first book you've ever written. We'll get back. We'll get back to this at the end of it as well. Just so if some people want to order his book, we're going to put the link below. So let me let me let me go back to this on Vivek and uh, uh, RFK, and then also you're not running. And then you mentioned her, uh, Nina Turner. I think that's her name. Yeah. And then you mentioned uh, John Stewart. Okay. So. And you also said that you could run based on a 14th Amendment, but you're not born here, so they're going to go against you. But even if they do, you can still run? 
Legally? Oh, legally, you could definitely run. But the, your problem isn't the legal part. The problem is everyone in media is going to say, uh, don't vote for him. He, he, he can't run. Legally, you can run not being born here. 100%. How do you know I that can 100%? give you the law review articles uh, that are uh, written about it. So it's, how come nobody that's not born here has ran yet? But by the way, tons of people have. They're all Republicans, and Republicans get different rules. And they you always, talking about like Ted Cruz, Canada, Ted is that kind of where you're going? John McCain, George Romney. Like half the Republican candidates aren't born yeah. in America. So you're saying Pat can run for no, president? No, I, so he can. I'm telling I am Pat, have voting. You, have you ever explored Pat, First what all, he's saying? No, I haven't. Oh, you've never I haven't. But what I'm saying is like if that opened it up, you know how many people love America more than some people that are born here who would be formidable oh, yeah. candidates to go compete? Holy moly, if they knew. Well, I don't 100% know if you're uh, you're uh, uh, fully there. If you send me this stuff, I'd love to take a oh, look I'll at it. Well, Pat, yeah. look at the story Pat, on look at the first page story. one. Exactly. Patriotism is the decline. Only only 18% yeah. of young adults are extremely but, but, proud. But I'm going to wrap this up, and then we'll go to them. we got a few videos I want to show you because you mentioned some things about. Uh, and I, uh, and I want to run one more thing by you. Yeah, great. But I want to I go back to the Stewart side. So uh, I agree with you in the following area. I think if a rock ever wanted to run, this is the time to do it. I think if a Stewart's ever going to run, this is the time to do it. I think if a uh, – I don't think AOC can now. I think she's going to run in four years. I think she ought to do it. But I think right now – and by the way, this is not saying I would vote for them. I'm just saying as an agent of opportunity, this is the season to run, you know – RFK uh, uh, running as a Democrat, uh, you know, initially I'm like, listen, if they, if you don't win, you got to run as a third party. Apparently you have to run as a third party from day one to be able to run, et cetera, et cetera. So that's not going to favor him a lot. Why do you think Stewart isn't running? He sounds like he wants to run. He sounds like a guy that wants to be president. He sounds like he's doing all these debates, bringing people in and destroying them on his show. I think the show with Apple, whatever the show is, how come he's not running? Because politics is a cesspool. And he's not wrong about that. So, by the way, uh, if he got into a crowded field, then people would, uh, the media would assume that he's not going to win and they'd give him plenty of good coverage. But if he got in right now, the media would eviscerate him. In the beginning, there would it'd be a flash in the pan. They'd be like, oh, John Stewart's getting in. Oh, that's super interesting. Oh, we're going to have something to talk about. eviscerate him today? Yes, yes. If you run against a corporate Democrat, the media will destroy you. Look, look at what, what they, they say about him. Give me an example. I have no idea. They'll come up with the needles. The haystack's perfectly good. We all like the haystack, so they're going to dig, dig, dig until they find needles. Yeah. For With me, they took jokes that I made 20 years ago, 7 years ago, 13 years ago, and pretended they weren't jokes. I mean, the New York Times said that bestiality was part of my platform, basically. Mm -hmm. Are you insane? Are you a lunatic? That's I actually what got my vote, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Look, You're at so the end stupid. of the clip, at the end of the clip they're talking about, I go, would a horse uh, say no? Nay! Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you saw that, and you said pretended it was real yeah come on they called me anti-muslim and they didn't say to people oh by the way the dude's born muslim his whole family's muslim mm -hmm. they just labeled smeared the crap out of me yeah. isn't there a single editor so i say that not because of me <laughs> but because they will find bs needles in john stewart's life and then they'll, they'll try to destroy mm -hmm. him with what it. do you think about cuban mark cuban Mark Cuban is an interesting cat. I know him a little bit. He's a smart guy. He's an interesting guy. He's probably too conservative for my taste. But would he be interesting in any primary? Yeah, of course he would. What would you I consider him on the progressive, conservative, independent, uh, you know, Republican? Sometimes spectrum. he says things that I agree 100% with, and sometimes he says things that infuriate me. Well, yeah, that's everyone. Yeah. So, and do <laughs> I, I know I all of his policies enough? I think he's part of it, I think he's doing it as intentional. 
Yeah, so non-committal to both sides, but he's way more left than he is right. So look, it devils in the details. Yeah. I care about policy more than anything else in the world. So like when Howard Schultz ran in the beginning, I was excited. I was like, okay, he's not a normal politician. Yeah, he ran Starbucks. Starbucks was a progressive company. We thought, right? Now we find out Starbucks not so progressive. Howard Schultz definitely not progressive, and he came out. And the first thing he's like, we got to make sure there's no tax cuts on the rich. I'm like, you're running as a Democrat, and that's your war chant? Nah, nah. So. So if it turns out Mark Cuban is not at all progressive, then I'm not interested. But if it turns out he's anti-establishment he's, he's, he's and a little progressive, I'll yeah. take a little he's progressive. Can you he's do me one guy. favor? Just define progressive. And then at the same time, you said you weren't a fan of the woke left. Make that distinction. Okay, great question. So number one, mainstream progressive believes in all of Bernie Sanders' economic policies. So paid family leave, higher minimum wage, Medicare for all, end of gerrymandering, end of bribery in, in politics, gay, corporate cash, etc. Those are all incredibly popular positions. Two-thirds of the country wants all of that, okay? But you mentioned AOC. I wouldn't advise AOC to run. Some of her positions are, are too radical left. And the world's going to end. So she she said the world's going to end. So why even run if the world's going to end? Well, that's a different question. Yeah. That's about climate change. And we'd come back to yeah. that. But but like she like pe she went on air on CNN. We're talking about abortion. 70% of the country agrees with us. They should be legal in the first two trimesters, right? And she starts referring to mothers as birthing persons. I'm like, what are you doing? You know how many people want to uh, refer to moms as birthing yeah. persons? 2%. Yeah, and okay. your girl Anna caught some heat over that. Yeah, and so we drew the line and said, no, we're not going to call moms people with uteruses. And they're like, you're doing that out of nowhere. You're attacking us. No, brothers and sisters, if you're going to run against Biden, you're going to run to try to win the country over. Mm -hmm. Don't go to the 2% position. Go to the 70% position. So many progressive policies are sitting right there at 70%. Mm -hmm. Run on those. But she can't help herself. So she's going to run on things like birthing person. And, yeah. and I mean, look, some on the left now believe in abolishing prisons. I'm sorry, guys. I love you. And I do. They're on our network and they're good people and they mean well. But that's not so. Nobody believes yeah. in that. Right. So do they so, understand the fallacy of their argument? Do they truly understand no, how they ridiculous don't. they sound? No, they don't. I Why? mean, look, they had this debate on a show with a right winger and a left winger. Brianna Joy Gray was on the left and she's making the argument against uh, she's making the argument for abolishing prisons. Yeah. And the right wing guy who I don't agree with normally at all. He's like, yes, but if I hit somebody in the face with a brick, I go to prison. Right. And she's like, no. I'm like, ah, what the come hell? On, and come what was her what was the reason on. for that? Because prisons are awful. That's true. Prisons yeah. are awful. That's why we should reform them. Like, for example, my whole life, everybody's like, oh yeah, you get raped in prison. I'm like, why is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, we should fix <laughs> Just that. Comes with the <laughs> sentence. Right. Do you know that more Here's your jumpsuit and then some lube. Best of luck. You know, the last time I checked the stats, more men get raped than women because of prisons. That's no, no, insane. Because they, they moved away from soaps to gel. Like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's scientific. <laughs> so Can anyway, you pull up? So they're not wrong that prisons are awful and we should reform them. And, and Norway is the better model, even though it drives me crazy because I kind of like vengeance a little bit. Uh, but Norway it brings down recidivism so much more than we do. What's their but, model? But, but they're saying... No, we get rid of them, and eventually we have kumbaya. We, we had them on the show. We asked a thousand times, and then what? And they talk about, like, restorative justice. Oh, you can do restorative justice. You can for a lot of people, right, that took the wrong turn. But some folks just are born yeah. different. This guy they just don't murdered four people. What, what do you want to do with this guy? Yeah, I'm not letting him out. Let by him the way, out? By the way, if you ask the same exact folks on the left, yeah. 
hey, should Trump go to prison? They're like, yes. Wait a minute. I thought we were yeah. abolishing prisons. Yeah. Okay. Why is Trump going to prison? Why is white collar criminals going to prison? What do they say prison? to that? No, they, they have they no want answer. Trump to go to Alcatraz. Ridiculous. Like they want to yeah, put him on an island, Alcatraz with Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and look, I don't want to make them out to be like a huge part of the yeah. left. They're a tiny percentage of the left, yeah. but right? They get the, but, but we they all get know the they press. make the nose. We got nose 30 noise. minutes left, yeah. and I got a few more stories I want to go through. This yeah. was good, very helpful. Did you have one other? You said you had one other thing. Yeah, you one to other say. thing is look, guys, I, I'm curious what I'm genuinely super curious what you guys think. Look, I've kind of given up on Congress. Uh, I tried the inside strategy. I tried to help Bernie. Uh, I formed Justice Democrats. We've got 11 uh, folks in Congress now. But they just won't do it. They won't pass any laws that Americans care about. And by the way, the culture wars makes everybody rich. And so the right wing loves the culture wars. The left wing loves the culture wars. It, the country hates the culture wars. And the country gets nothing because of the culture wars. So uh, what I want to do is ask right wing shows, left wing shows, and every show in the middle, can we unite on any policy? Because everybody says that the country is divided, hopelessly divided. I know that isn't true. We are hopelessly divided on some issues, race, gender, et cetera. But we are not divided on economic issues. So I'm, maybe this is the best show to come on and ask for this. Maybe this is the worst show. You, I don't know. You tell me. But paid family leave polls at 84%. Three quarters of Republican voters say, yes, I want moms to have a break after they deliver their children. Okay. So can we push from the outside? Can the right wing and left wing go, yeah, we agree on this. Forget everything else. We hate each other on everything else. But we agree on this. Give moms a break. Okay. Give them 12 weeks off after they deliver. That's pro-mom, pro-conservative, pro-life, right? It's also pro-progressive. We all agree. Can we push from the outside and say, God damn it, do do your stupid Hunter Biden investigations or your brilliant Hunter Biden investigations, whatever you want. But as you're doing all of that, can you just give us one bill? Paid family leave. Moms get 12 weeks off. In Estonia, they get 82 weeks off. Mm. In Sweden, they get 64 weeks off. In Japan, they get a whole year off. Why? Because they want to encourage it, people having kids. They want to encourage families. That's why three-quarters of Republicans agree. Now, why don't they do it if 84% of, of Americans want it? Because they're all corporatists. The corporate Republicans and the corporate Democrats Take money from corporations. The only people in the country who don't want moms to get 12 weeks off are corporate interests. And they bribe all of our politicians, and that's why I've given up on the inside track. But I bet that if all of the shows on the outside, or enough of them, said yes, paid family leave, God damn it, give them at least 12 weeks off, right? That maybe we could get it passed. Where's this poll, the 84%? Do you know you, any poll. You can look up any poll on paid family. I just typed in right now. So yeah. if you can find it, Rob. But what is the I, current uh, time? Paid leave. time? Zero. Zero days Wait, off. Zero. Mothers don't zero. Get... Moms have to go back to the assembly line the day after they deliver. That's, um, That's in America. So, well, I didn't... Pe I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but Pete Buttigieg had a baby with his guy. Exactly. He got three months. Didn't he get three months Yeah, he off? got month long. You know why? Huh. Because 24% of Americans get paid family leave. Only 24%. Everybody else in the world, 100% get it. Gotcha. Okay? Who are the 24%? All rich people. Oh, wow. All executives, all government officials, uh -huh. et cetera. You got three so, months. Yeah. So executives get 12 weeks off. That's standard fare. Okay? Mm -hmm. So as a company, like we give 12 weeks off. But in the beginning, the standard was you give it to the executives. And we said, no, we're going to give it to everybody. And people are like, whoa, you're going to give it to everybody. That's crazy. 
because it's in the corporate mindset that you don't do that for the average American. So average Americans, we all agree. We all agree. The media is lying. We don't disagree about everything. Let's go do this together. Let's go pass paid family leave. If we breathe down their necks and you guys breathe down their necks, they're going to notice. Media controls so you everything. Asked a, you asked a question, what can we agree on? Okay. Uh, uh, let's uh, let do me a favor. Pull up. It was seventy four percent Republicans, eighty three independent, ninety four percent Democrat. This is July twenty eighteen. Can you do me a favor? Let's see if we can agree on this. Pull up the Neil deGrasse Tyson video. Okay. Let's see if we can agree on this. So here's a clip. I want to know what you think about the scientist. What he's saying. Whether you and I can agree that this is absolutely ludicrous, or you may say no. I think there's a point here. Go ahead and play this clip. Point is apparently. The XXXY chromosomes are insufficient because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. Mm. Either the one mm. you're assigned, the one you choose to be, whatever it is. And so now, here, so, so now just to, to tie a bow on this, I say to you, Somewhere I read, somewhere, I, I think I read that the United States was a land where we have the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Suppose no matter my chromosomes, today I feel 80% female, 20% male. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on makeup. I'm going to do that. Um, tomorrow I might feel 80% male. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. Why do you care? Yeah. No one cares about what, it. What, yeah. what business it, is it of yours to require <laughs> that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum? Okay, pause this. So why do you care? Before I give you mine, do you agree with what he's saying? I largely agree. Tell me why. So um, first of all, freedom. Uh, I thought the right wing was in favor of freedom. So if people want to be trans, why do you care? I totally agree with that. Um, and so taking away rights from people, no, we're all 100% Americans. You shouldn't take away any rights. But if you get into the details, that's where uh, some folks on the left have attacked me as a transphobe because I disagree on 2% of the issues. So you tell me what your policy you're talking about, and I'll give you my answer. So, for example, if you like, we, one, of, one of my favorite shows I went with my wife in Vegas, uh, Absent, I think it was called Absent. Absent, yeah. Absent or whatever it, it was. Times. I don't know if you've been to it or not. Have you seen it's the Caesar's show? Caesar's Palace. It's a freaking insane show. But guess what it is? A lot of crazy stuff you're going to see. We were entertained. As adults, we were absolutely entertained. No problem. Uh, you want to dress up. You want to do whatever. You want to be gay after you're 18 years old. Go for it. You want to change your sex. You want to go from having this to cutting this. I'm Caitlyn Jenner. Do your thing. Whatever. You're an adult. Pushing that agenda onto kids and confusing people and gaslighting that, hey, XX, who knows? Maybe XY, who knows? When you start talking like that with facts and you're a respectable scientist, not only do you sound delusional, but what you sound like is someone like Leon Black, that somebody has something behind closed doors on you that's blackmailing you, that you have to now agree with these positions for somebody to say, how the hell did you go from being a respected scientist to all of a sudden saying, one day I can wake up feeling like a female, one day I can wake up feeling like a male, and why do you care? No one cares. The only care where I think Democrats are losing 
a big part of their base. Where I don't know if you saw the stats that came out talking about senior boys are becoming overly conservative. Did you see this chart or no? That just came out uh, yesterday or the day before. Rob, do you have this or no? Do you want me to text it to you? Type in senior boys conservative. Yeah, if you can, uh, this is the hill. If you can go high school boys are trending conservative. And if you go and show the chart, there's that, that chart right there. If you look at that, zoom out a little bit so we can read the whole survey. Okay. So political identities of 12th grade boys percent identifying as liberal versus conservative from 1975 to today. So look at blue where it was at. And now 2023, it's conservative and less liberals. This is seniors, 12th grade boys. Okay. Yeah. So maybe some of these guys are just fed up with it and are like, listen, man, I'm sick of this BS, dude. I, I, this, whether I identify as a boy or as a girl, leave me alone. Let me figure it out when I'm an adult. Stop Im- imposing this idea on me. I had Anthony Weiner on the podcast, okay, mm-hmm. a week ago. I don't know how you feel about Anthony Weiner, but I had him on the podcast a week ago. Uh, and it was right before Chris Cuomo. And I look at Anthony Weiner. I said, you know, uh, uh, do you know how to give a blowjob? And he looks at me in a weird way, like, what kind of a question is that? I said, well, no. Do you know how to? He says, no. I said, did you learn how to give one? No. Nobody taught me. Why are you asking me a question like that? I said, because that's what's being taught in some public schools today with books, with images on how to give it, and it's normal. Okay? Now, these pictures are out there. These books are out there, and they put it right on there, sold millions of copies, and a lot of parents around the country are fighting for it, and it's in your state, which, you know. That's why we got to control straight people. Yeah, so where Newsom will come out, and Newsom will say stuff like, you know, banning of the books and banning of the books and banning of the books, and parents say, listen, stop playing politics. Start defending facts and stop playing politics. So can we, in an area of agreement, agree that – Maybe all this LGBTQ agenda that you have, sell it after I'm 18 years old, not when I'm in third grade. Can we agree on that? Uh, No, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So the devil's in the details. So if you say to me, hey, don't let people have irreversible surgery before 18, I agree completely. Okay. So check. We're on that on the same page. So what Trump is about to do, 50 states, he said... He's not going to allow for that surgery to take place. Or Just cross- surgery, though. Just so, surgery is where you are. Okay, yes. let's see where you go okay. next. Go for it. So, um, but if you say, hey, they're coming after the kids, that's the oldest line of attack against gay people in the history of the world. They're coming after your kids. They're coming after your kids. I mean, look at the example you gave, how to give a blowjob, right? That doesn't say gay or straight. That's why I joked and I said, oh, we got to get straight people under control, right? Because straight people get tons and tons of blowjobs. And that's part of the reason why they put it into some, and it's misguided, to put it into some of those sex education classes, right? Does anybody go, we got to get straight people under control. Look at them teaching blowjobs, goddamn straight people. No, because they don't want to demonize straight people. They want to demonize LGBTQ people. That's why they connect LGBTQ people with children. Now, when you say, hey, groomers and pedophiles, et cetera, well, straight people do it more. Why aren't we talking about straight people? There are way more straight pedophiles. There are way more straight groomers. And by the way, tons of Republicans. A new one gets revealed every single week, right? So, But we don't have that conversation. Instead, we focus like a laser beam on the LGBTQ community because, honestly, the point is to spread hate against the LGBTQ community. If you say to me something has gone out of bounds, okay, let's have a discussion about it, right? I think surgery under 18 is out of bounds. Uh, By the way, this is why I'm called a transphobe by some people on the radical left. Gives a shit, yeah. Yeah, and because I say, look, there are some certain things that are out of bounds. 
I like one of the things I disagree with. I don't think I think the leagues, the professional leagues, should make their own decisions about whether they let trans people compete in their leagues or not. And they say no. People say, oh, with hormones, dude, you give Shaq all the hormones in the world, <laughs> right? He's gonna destroy the WNBA. And people get super mad when I say that. But no one agrees with you. I love you, brothers and sisters, and they're part of my network. But you, Shaq is, go, is going to dominate. You could put every hormone in the world. Men's bodies are structured differently. They maintain mass better. They have a different bone structure. These are facts. So if you're talking about biology, I agree. If you're talking about targeting LGBTQ people overall and kids, no, I don't agree. What about puberty blockers? Puberty blockers is a super tough one. So right now, a lot of people say that it's 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 okay. I'm not positive that this science is settled, but for me, I would leave up to the families and the parents to decide. Like, Republicans say, oh, you know, we're really trying to protect parent rights when we ban these books, et cetera. Then you go, okay, parent rights on hormone therapy. I don't know their kids. I don't know their situation. And, I, and I, I'm not sure I know the science any better than the parents do. I'll let the parents make the decision. And then the right says, no, goddamn parents, they're not allowed to make the decision. I'm going to make the government is going to make the decision for them. I don't agree. Would you say this is the number one culture war in America right now? It is. And I'll tell you why. Because the right wing picked it because they think, OK, and they tried different things. They said, all right, Trump tried to ban transgender people from the military. Turned out it wasn't popular. He tried to ban uh, transgender people from bathrooms and stuff, and that didn't turn out to be popular. They dug and dug and dug until Check. they got to trans sports and so-called groomers. That's when the country goes, okay, that's Check. too much. Check and the, and by the way, part of the reason I'm calling yeah. ours my mainstream progressives is because <sighs> a lot of the leftists fell right into that trap. And that's the only thing they talk yeah. about. They stop talking about paid family leave and higher minimum wage. And all they're talking about is we got to get trans people into the WNBA. No, that's not the biggest so show, the culture, issue in America. So you're saying this is a culture word that Republicans brought? I don't yes, think so. Yes, 100%. No. The National Education Association, NEA, is the largest union in America. They got three plus million members. They've been around since the 1850s. It's a long, I don't know what the years, but they've been around for a long time. Now recommends that teachers include the controversial book, Gender Queer, a memoir by... Maya Kobebi on summer reading list. Can you go a little lower? If you look at some of the pictures in there, zoom in a little bit more to show these pictures, what they're doing. Keep going, 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 how to give a blowjob, how to do this. Uh, keep going, 11 years old, 12 years old, boys and boys. Yeah, bro, that's very weird. For you, by the way. No, that's for, easy to for, for you, no, no, but hang on one second. For you... To ask me to be reasonable on the 12 weeks with 74% Republican for mothers 12 weeks and to sit there and say, no, you're being ludicrous with this because we shouldn't ban bone books like this and we should this be available to them yet, but ask us for this. Now you sound like a dictator and you don't see the most common argument that parents are having today. Okay, so think about it this way. You know... State of California, since 1851, they've crushed it. I lived in California 24 years, minus my three years in the Army, two and a half years in the Army. I lived in Granada Hills. I went to Glendale High School. I'm a class of 96. I lived in Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, Northridge, you know, Earthquake. I was there 94 on Basit off of Van Nuys down the street from Caesars, Pizza, and, uh, you know, the DMV, and the Earthquake was like a minute long. I mean, I've been through all of that. I lived in L.A., had a great time, you know, did my thing, and then I joined the Army. First time they lost people leaving was a couple years ago, and they continue losing. And they're saying this is going to stick around until 2060, okay? 
where it's not going to have the kind of growth that they're having. Now, whether it's going to be 2060, I don't think it's going to be 2060 because, you know, when it comes down to that, things change fairly. It takes a few years to change, but they change. When you, when you talk to people who are leaving, I think most people will stay if taxes are higher. I don't think that's why people leave. You know that. They'll mm-hmm. stay in New York. They'll stay I'm like, you know what? Screw the taxes, but you know what? I'll make more. Fine, right? Yeah. Cool. I'll make more. And then you're like, you know, well, let me tell you, well, look what they're doing here with this. It's a liberal policies and blah, 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 whatever. Hey, we're going to start teaching this in schools? No, bro, we're, you just crossed the line with me. You, you don't get to dictate that with my kids. I'm not good with that. You're forcing down my, the throat of my kids. Now I have to leave. Now you go to net negative, which if anybody ran against Newsom, that's all they have to talk about. While you were there, you're the first governor ever where people left your state. They left you. He can say, well, it's the fifth biggest economy in the world. That's not because of what you did. That's because of what people did prior to you being a governor. Not because of your doing, because of the people that came before you. While you were here, you lost people, and they went to other places because you started to try to indoctrinate their kids. That's crossing the line. So if you say, Pat, let's kind of find an equal, like one of the things you said about COVID, you know what, now that I'm seeing it, I chose to do it, but I don't think it's this. Okay, fine. We had like a... You know, area where you sounded reasonable, I sounded reasonable, great. You know, hey, parents, this, no problem. By the way, just so you know, I just texted both my HR people while you're asking me, both the companies, to ask him what's our thing because my president that I promoted in my insurance company, she's a female. She's had two kids while she's been with me for 13 years. So we've gone through the process with her, and we're checking to see what it is here, to see what the protocols are. We're a fair company. A company bought our company. You know what the conversation was about after they bought it? They said, your uh, benefits are too rich we're going to have to bring it down a little bit before the end of the year. So no problem. Our benefits have always been above what others offer. No problem. Our minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour. We don't have an issue with it. That's always been the case for many years. So, but in this area, brother, if you look at this area and say, I don't think that's a big deal, you're going to lose a lot of people from both sides. But that's why I'm, I'm saying that is a needle. And if you show me that needle and that's got oral sex and it's going to any grade in high school, I agree with you. That needle should be taken out of the haystack. Okay, okay? but would now, you would you fight that fight? Would you get behind that fight? Yeah, if you said to, if you sh- you show me this exact book, I'll send and, you all the books. Right, and so if you show me a book, like, but at the same time, Pat, let me ask yeah. you this. Yeah, now they're taking out a tons of books that don't have anything to do with anything that that, that aren't talking about like sex, but they're talking about gay people existing. I, well, they took out one book that was two penguins that aren't even gay, t- and they're not even human. They're goddamn penguins that took care of a baby, and they're like, ah, it looks a little gay, and they took it out. I mean, come on. And then you tell me I you're not know, against I, I gay people. I don't follow penguins. I don't know which penguin story you're yeah, talking about. I'll look at it to see what But you see what, what I'm doing, Pat? I'm finding a yeah. needle. You're finding a needle. No, yeah, no, so, no, no. This so, is not a needle, bro. This is not a needle. The penguin thing. I don't subscribe to Penguinology or whatever that magazine is. I'll look it up. I'll take a look to see what it is, and I'll give my own opinion on that. That's not where I'm going with this. This is no longer a needle, bro. This is a national. This is riots, protesting. No, happen- no. It is. It, it actually no. is. In many it's different driving states. hatred, Pat. It is. The point is You're to drive right, hatred. and it started from the left. Is it what did they're not. doing. It's, no. it's a division started by the left. Nobody, I'm, you didn't have to put that magazine in there. Pat, look, I'm I'm doing a rebellion against the portion of the left that yeah. goes too far. And and they and now that portion thinks I'm a right winger. They thought I was gonna come on here and declare that I was a Republican. Does it sound like <laughs> I'm a Republican? Okay. Okay. They thought and, and a whole bunch of people think I'm establishing. Does like it a, sound like that? No. You sound way. like a democratic capitalist <laughs> exactly okay so but but pat 
So if you say, hey, these folks are going too far when they're saying that surgery should be okay. And by the way, the real problem in California was crime. And that's why people were leaving. If you want to talk about how, they, how people went too far, the left went too far on crime, we're having a real conversation. Yeah. But in terms of I, LGBTQ folks, no. Look, I have a, a, a guy I ran into at a business conference. It lives down in Miami. Yeah. Okay. And he said, my kid and I took a picture. We had it in the, we were going to, they asked for a yearbook, yep. right? Yep. And, uh. And then we had the pride flag in the back, just coincidentally, because I'm gay, right? And we happen to have one in the back. They took it out of the yearbook because you can't talk about gay people. And because the teachers are worried they're going to get sued and they're going to go get bankrupt, right? And so, and there was an, and then she, her, uh, his daughter wrote a story about how their, their summer vacation and what they did. And in it, she mentioned that her dad was gay because talking about his partner. They're like, don't write that story. You're not allowed to write yeah. that story. Pat, it's too bro, much. Bill, Bill, it's too brother, much. Brother, Bill, uh, Bill Maher. Bill, in high school, how many kids were gay when he went to school? You're not about the same age. How many kids were gay in high school? Be honest. Like, don't give, I'm not telling you, hey, Joey was gay. I'm saying like that you, know, you and I know about. How many kids were gay in high school that were out? That were out? Well, you know, it was terrible to come out back then. Maybe one, maybe okay, two. But me too, right? And then later on, they came out. And you're like, okay, cool, bro. It's totally fine. But yeah. it wasn't like it was in your face. Traditionalist. 0.8% are gay. They don't give a shit about what you and I think. But they're 0.8% gay. Boomers, it's like 2-3%. Then you go, now Gen Z is 21% gay. You cannot, even Bill Maher talked about this, and Bill Maher's not going to vote Republican. Okay, I'm so, going to tell you something no one else says. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So you get divided into these two camps, which I don't think are right. So why are more people gay now, you know, or coming out as gay? Does culture matter? Yes, it does. And so does the culture make them gay? No. What it does is it gives them permission. And it turns out the 21% would have been gay, bisexual, no. something along the spectrum. No. And they didn't have permission. Are you telling Dude, me that we had permission before? Dude, you knew how it was stop. when we grew up. Stop. They did not have permission. Dude, stop Okay, it. they what were pounded. 21% are finally coming out. No, it's also, okay, so what religion are you? You were a Muslim. What are you now? Atheist. You're an atheist. Yeah. Who persuaded you to become an atheist? Uh, you didn't do it independently. I'll tell you who, yeah. what persuaded me. I read the Quran and the Bible, and then I became an atheist. You, you read those books, and you became, did yeah. any influence of Hitchens? Did any influence no. of anybody else, any other books, nothing? No, I just read the Quran and the Bible. And, and I was like, said, these are obviously is, not correct. Those are not me. I'm going to go be an atheist. That yeah. was your way. Okay. Yeah. How many people you think become Christians because somebody baptized them and persuaded them? Almost all of them. Okay, same thing with gay. It's a religion. Being gay no. is a religion. Of course no. it is. So LGBTQ has become a religion. Okay, so I got eight more minutes. What I want to do is I want to go into a couple, a couple other issues before we wrap up. Fair with this one. What I will tell you on the mother side, why I like what direction you're going with that, I'll give you my feedback on that. Anything to support um, increasing the number of babies we're having in America in a... In a climate where mom and dad are existent, I'm for that. Any entitlement program that encourages mothers to have babies without a father being in the picture, I am not for that entitlement program. There should be no incentives to incentivize somebody to get 500 bucks a month from the government to have more kids. If the, any of those types of programs, I don't support it. I support you're married, you have two kids, guess what? 
Let's keep recognizing people that are married with two or three kids. If this is us, I'm not going to go 83% and we say, well, 83 months, 83 weeks at these different places. We're not trying to be those countries. They're trying to be us. We're not competing with those guys. Hey, look what these guys, I don't care what the other guy's doing. Like, you know, in my family, my kids will come and say, you know, Joey has a phone at six years old. I don't give a shit. I don't care if a kid at four years old got a phone. You ain't getting a phone in my family. So my standard isn't to try to be Europe. Europe is trying to be us. And they failed. We have proven that the American system is the best system in the world based on many different metrics. We can talk about involvement in wars and all that other stuff. Set, set that stuff aside. That's the military-industrial complex. But why are you here as an immigrant? Why am I here? Why, why middle? Because it's the best system. Let me go to the last part before we wrap up because we haven't talked about this at all. And we can maybe, folks, what we may do the next time is Maybe we'll do a live uh, event next time with me, you, and we'll invite somebody. Would you ever do something with Alex Jones or no? Would you no, ever be in anymore. the same room with Alex? No, not anymore. What if I moderate? It's the three of us. Hey, the guy's a lunatic. What, do I, what am I going to have a reasonable conversation I, with him? You like entertainment. You're, I think it'll be. I think it'll be. Would you went, ever I, entertain a three-hour with him? I went on a show about a decade ago, and I went all the way down the rabbit hole. And I, I kept asking him questions. Okay, Alex, what happens next? What happens next? Oh, after all your conspiracies. And at the end, he's like, oh, the, the people who control the world are going to kill 90% decide. of us. Let me be the mediator. Okay. Would you do it? If I did it, would you do it? I, look, I, I'm I'm willing to do a lot of podcasts going forward, right? And I'm willing to do a lot of media Would you do forward. Alex? I'd have to think about it because okay. he's a lunatic. Can you do think about it and let me know? Because some of the other sides say you're a lunatic. So to me, I like talking to both of you guys. So for me, I don't have a problem talking to either one of you guys. What if I'm in a movie? But he's not in the fact-based world. Like, he's going to say, I'm going to say things that are based on facts, and he's going to say that both frogs are gay. I mean, totally get it. The frogs are gay, Jake. What are you talking about? But but a part of it is entertainment. A part of it, I think the audience would like to see it. And if you're better at arguing, you're a pretty good debater. Maybe you win the argument, and you're gonna be like, hey, <laughs> not maybe. You- of course, I'm gonna win the argument. <laughs> That's not then, the question. So then, what you're saying is, you're, you're, you'll think about it. And you'll let me know if you're open to the idea or not. Maybe in the next one we do, we'll do a live audience, 200 people in the cigar lounge. We'll do it at the other place. But I want to wrap it up with this. I want to wrap it up with this. I knew two and a half hours wasn't going to be. By the way, just so you know, we never start at 8:30. We mm-hmm. never do. We mm-hmm. start at 8:30 because I knew we needed more time with you. Mm-hmm. And I got a weekly 11 o'clock Zoom on Tuesdays, which screws me up. On Thursdays, I don't have one. Um, can you do me a favor, play the two clips, uh, uh, because it is a current event that we have to react to. Uh, Tico, can you let the guys know I'm going to be late a couple minutes here? So Devin Archer, okay, um, with the stories that came out, let me just read the Devin Archer story. Pa, 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 pa. Okay, here we go. Let me just read the story, page four. We'll get a quick reaction on this. Archer says Joe Biden spoke with Hunter's business partners 20 times. Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, testified uh, that Joe Biden had more than 20 phone calls with Hunter's uh, business partners, raising concerns about the former vice president's involvement in the son's overseas deals with uh, raked in millions from countries like China and Romania. Democrats argued that the phone calls were innocent and did not involve business matters. Representative Dan Goldman stated that they were uh, niceties. How do you even pronounce that? <laughs> niceties. 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 Yeah. Such as the weather. Niceties. Niceties. Yeah. Such as the weather. On the contrary, Republicans view Archer's testimony as damning evidence of Biden's being in the actual business of influence peddling. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene emphasized that the 20 phone call conversations were directly related to business deals, not mere casual conversations. If you can play this clip and I'll get your reaction. Go for it. So, so to confirm, you're saying that the speakerphone conversations, they don't seem concerning to you because there is no specifics about business and it just seemed like it was clear about- that it was clear that, that it was as part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. Um, and it was and, and sounded like most of the time uh, 
now President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the, the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was, how, uh, how, what's going on on your end. He, the, the witness was very, very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions. They were purely what he called casual conversations. Okay. So you're probably following this close story. What do you think is going on here? Is anything going to happen? Okay, so is Hunter Biden a crook? Generally speaking, yes. Okay, Okay, so first of all, he's apparently a Ukrainian gas expert and one of the best artists in the country. (laughs) Okay, now... Now, are people paying him because his last name is Biden? Of course, yeah. of course, you'd be a nut to say that that's not the case, right? So that's not the question to me because I don't give a goddamn about Hunter Biden. The question is, did Joe Biden do anything wrong? And so the $5 million thing, totally made up. They got no evidence. The guy comes in and goes, nope, there's no $5 million payment. And that original uh, document was somebody saying secondhand, I heard somebody else say it. I don't even believe it, right? So, okay, so that's not true. So then, by the way, when they got his famous laptop and they finally looked at it, there's messages in there. We did the story on on Young Turks where he says, look, don't promise that a dad can do anything because he won't. It's actually exculpatory, but right-wing media never talks about that part of the laptop, okay? Mm -hmm. So in this case, the 20 calls, Biden calls all of his kids and all of his grandkids every day or something like that. And by the way, I think he overdoes it. Okay, I got a kid from Scranton. I got it. Okay, oh, you're a family man, except he wasn't calling his seventh grandchild. Anyways, so is Hunter Biden doing a cheesy thing where, hey, we're in a business call. Hey, look, this is my dad, Joe Biden. And they talk about the weather and go, see, see, I know Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that's what he's doing. Is it cheesy? Super cheesy. Potentially illegal? Maybe, right? But is Joe Biden helping him? There's been zero evidence that Joe Biden helped him. In fact, on the laptop, it says, Pop won't help us, mm-hmm. right? So don't promise it. The old speakerphone deal. Hey, yeah. uh, Vice did President. The, did you see the text exchange between the two? Vin- Vinny, were you following this closely? I was, what? Well, I was just following. Listen, just watching this whole thing, and I, I hate to go back to, if can you imagine if Trump was doing this? This is just showing oh, I can, the two-tiered... Justin, but if you think about it, we, now we have bank punch, records, punch wire transfers, text. text messages, emails. The Hunter Devin Archer, who testified that the brand, the big guy, and the chairman is is his father. Yeah, credible whistleblowers that spent hours talking about extortion, treason, bribery, everything. Right, the recorded phone call with Joe Biden and Poroshenko, and that video that we saw for years about him bra- bragging, firing Victor Shokin, and now we wonder why. Now, now you wonder why that impeachment. Uh, they impeached Trump about Burisma. That's all Trump was saying, investigate about this, what's happening right now. No. And they impeached him for it. Guys, look, if you had evidence against Joe Biden, I, I look, they I think do Biden, have I, it. No, they listen, do have it. No, hold on. Let me explain. If you had evidence, I, I'd be thrilled. I think Joe Biden's going to lose. And I, and, I, and I think he's way too conservative. I think he lies all the time. I'd rather have him out, okay? That's my political leaning. But besides that, I, if you just showed me evidence and I love the guy, I'd still say yes. But look at all the text messages, and none of them do they ever say Joe Biden is going to do this. They never say it because he never did it. If you bring me evidence of that, I'll switch in a second. And then people are like, oh, are you turning Republican? No, I just care about facts, right? How, how did, then why did, and so, by the way, you said, imagine if Trump did it. Are you kidding me? Trump leaves office. Remember, they let uh, Mohammed bin Salman chop up a guy, right? And then Jared Kushner gets a $2 billion deal. A $2 
billion dollar deal, okay? And then Trump gets millions of dollars from the Live Golf Tournament, also from the Saudis. And we're not having that conversation. By the way, the Democrats suck at this. If I was the Democrats, I'd be like, you're doing a hearing on... impeached them twice. They're great at this. They've indicted them 50, 60 times. I mean, it's like nonstop. No, look, I think they're super soft, and they only do it to Trump. They they love other Republicans. They they love establishment. Again, they don't like anti-establishment. Let's just a guy like Trump. Yeah, but if I was the Democrats and you did a Hunter Biden hearing, I'd go to the Senate and do a Jared Kushner uh, hearing. I'd say, where's the $2 billion? Show, how much money are you going to make from the $2 billion? What did you do? Tell, show me your track record. Because Jared Kushner has a terrible track record in business. He One of the worst real estate deals in American history, 666 Fifth Avenue. He's a total miserable failure in business. Show me how you got that $2 billion from the Saudis. Let's have a conversation about real problems in America. And by the way, that doesn't foreclose you having legitimate questions about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden definitely did all those stuff, all those things, right? And if you show me evidence on Joe, okay. But right now, you don't have it. You don't have it. In fact, the Comer and and Jim Jordan came out and talked to Hannity right after the hearings. And Comer's like, I mean, we hope we hope it could be something. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. No, dude, you created the smoke. So there's plenty of fire on Hunter Biden, but there isn't any on Joe. Yeah, I mean, look, a couple things that makes me think. Uh, again, naturally skeptical. I haven't seen anything. Until you got something, do it. Same with uh, the election, same with this. I watched the 2,000 Mules. I'm like, that's interesting. Some of this stuff, okay, fine, but you got to go. Carrie Lake, Arizona, I followed that to see what she was going to be doing uh, and how it's going to be. She sounds very convincing, but again, you got to win court. Well, you don't understand. They're not even letting us do this. The, the fact that he comes out and they said they're trying to impeach me because I have lowered inflation. It's a very weird thing to say, right, when you yeah. say some stupid like that, right? And then they try to pull a fast one where one of the guys called acting like a Republican. That's a shady dealing you're doing. Well, that's going to be more on Hunter than it is on Joe. Still not on Joe. Okay, fine. Then you're asking for immunity. The judge comes out and says, no, we're not going to give you immunity. What are you doing here? So there's way too many things going on. It's early to tell. If they do pull it off and something is shown that he's linked to it, this may, this may also be the fastest way for Newsom and these other guys to get him. By the way, I saw something weird yesterday. I saw an ad with Newsom asking for campaign money. What are you doing asking for campaign money? It was an ad being ran. He's so, warming up in the yeah, bullpen. That's, that's kind of yeah, what yeah, I'm exactly. thinking is going on. So maybe the establishment's going to come together to kind of eliminate this guy. This could be an easy way of to eliminate uh, um, uh, Joe. Anyways, uh, book, Justice is Coming. Um, if you don't mind taking 30 seconds telling the audience about the book, yeah. we'll put the link below. Yeah, so uh, you can get the book, by the way. You can pre-order at tyt.com slash justice, and that'll show you all the different ways to order, tyt.com slash justice. And so uh, the book is about a number of things. Progressives uh, are actually two-thirds of the country. I explain definitively why. But the most important parts are Chapter 4 and Chapter 5. Chapter 4 is about how we lost the Democratic Party to uh, lobbyists and corporate interests, and it shows exactly how it happened legally and how it happened through the lobbyists and all the influx of cash. And it has quotes about, oh, yeah, we're now going to represent business interests and not you know, not uh, labor, et cetera. And Chapter 5 is called The Matrix, and it's going to drive someone the Democratic side crazy because the matrix is the mainstream media, and they will destroy anything that is against corporate rule. And so they're the least objective people on earth, and they pretend that the corporate position is the objective position. So check it out at tyt.com. Some parts the Republicans will hate, and other parts they'll say, hey, I love this. So check it out when you get a chance. By the way, you can also go to tyt.com slash paid leave. 
to sign the petition on paid leave. Go to TYT Discord channel to talk about it if you're right wing, left wing, wherever you are. So uh, I, I want people checking those out. And look, TYT, you can get anywhere, right? You just type in TYT on any platform, anywhere on the planet, and you'll get us. I was just going to see if you dedicated Chapter 5 to Andrew Tate, The Matrix. Yeah, I know. It sucks that he calls it The Matrix, too. <laughs> That's his thing, bro. Yeah, I know. But he's like he's got a totally twisted view of it. No, I don't agree with Andrew Got, Tate. Awesome. Cenk, thanks for coming on. This was great, gang. Uh, a, a couple things for those. Link's going to be below. Go purchase his book and read it for yourself. If you agree, great. If you don't, go talk about the fact that you don't agree with him and tweet at him and pose a question about whatever part of the book and put a screenshot of the page you disagree with and let him give his own argument for the book. But uh, you know, when books like this come out, whether you agree or disagree with it, the best thing you can do is purchase, read, and uh, uh, support or, again, go after it. Now, a couple things. Vault Conference coming up in four weeks with Tom Brady. Three-day event down in Miami. For those of you guys that have uh, registered, fantastic. Can't wait to see you guys. For those who haven't, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys. I think, uh, it, are we still running that, uh, the, the, the Kai that he's talking about on the 50%? Is that, go, is that what they want to do today, or do they just want to run an ad for the vault? Uh, they just want to run an ad after. Perfect. Run this uh, uh, ad. Gang, uh, we got podcast. We don't have podcast Wednesday. We're out of town tomorrow. Thursday, we're not doing podcasts. We're still out of town. Friday. We get packed Thursday. Friday. But Friday, I think we got Mayor Suarez here to discuss where he's at. Okay, take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Patrick Bay, David here from Value and PBD Podcast. Look, once a year, we host a conference called the Vault Conference. It's our Super Bowl where 3,000 entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives, salespeople from around the world come together to spend three and a half days together from August 30th to September 2nd at the Diplomat Resort in Miami to learn how to scale their business, how to identify their next 5, 10, 15 moves, who to recruit next, who to go raise their money from, how to raise capital, how to properly scale, culture, retention, hire, fire, all of those things and much more and we do that over a span of three and a half days and the reason why it's a very important season to attend a conference like this the following reason today there's three different types of people they're scared there are those that are content and the obsessed the scared they don't want to do anything because they're worried about what's going to happen in the economy they're going to take a big hit the content they're walking around saying life is pretty okay i don't need to do anything else and then there's the obsessed because they see a massive opportunity today so imagine spending three and a half days with 3,000 obsessed people that want to grow in a season like this. Imagine how much you can learn from just those relationships and networks. So on top of the people that are going to be attending at this event, there's probably the best lineup we'll ever have at a vault conference. Tom Brady, seven-time champion. I'll be interviewing him. He'll be at the vault conference. Mike Tyson, Will Guidera, the gentleman who ran the restaurant 11 Madison, New York, that went from a regular restaurant to a one Michelin star, two Michelin star, three Michelin star and eventually the number one restaurant in the world. He's going to talk about how they treat their customers. So look, if you've not registered yet, this is my recommendation to you. I never went to conferences when I was coming up by myself. I always went with a spouse, with a business partner or running mate because I only have a lens on what I see. Every night afterwards, we would sit there and say, what was your biggest takeaway? So get yourself, your spouse, your partner, your running mate registered to come spend three and a half days with us at the Diplomat Resort in Miami from August 30th to September 2nd. I will see you there.